0: Adam Curry, John C.
1: Dvorak.
2: It's Sunday, June 5th, 2011, time for Gitmo Nation Media Assassination,
1: Episode 310. This is No Agenda.
2: Podcasting live from the pre-Hot Pockets Gitmo Nation Tour 2008 mobile studio, currently docked in Borrego Springs in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern
3: California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. Hello? Ali. <laughs> Where uh, it's uh, it is what it is. I'm what, what happened. Uh, just who are you? I'm John C. Dvorak.
0: <laughs> it's Craig Baldwin, Buzzkill. In the morning.
2: I'm sorry. It might as well, we might as well mess it up in the uh,
3: early on in the show. What <laughs> did you t- do wrong? I do everything. <laughs> well, you, yeah, I just did everything. You got different wrong. buttons. You got new yeah.
2: buttons. Yeah, I do. So uh, here's what I realized. Uh, You know, when you do... Right, so, by the way, in the morning, everybody.
3: In the morning to you, Adam, and in the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, and uh, Lois Whitman. Lois Whitman, indeed, in the
2: morning to you, Lois. Now, so, um, right now we are in the Hot Pockets Mobile, as uh, Miss Mickey and I are doing a pre-test of our Gitmo Nation Hot Pockets Tour Across America 2008. Uh, We are docked in Borrego Springs, California, in the desert... Uh, it's uh, very warm right now, and uh, so uh, we've been on the road for uh, three days, and you learn a lot about uh, what you forget. And so let me work backwards from uh, what I forgot. So I have the new mobile setup. This is the first time we're ever trying it. Uh, so far, knock on, knock on wood. So far, so good. Knock on vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, the whole thing is carbon fiber, plastic, whatever it is. Um. So I I have the uh, you know dual monitors. I've got the uh, jingle machine here. That thing all works. Everything's perfect. I also have the um, uh, the control board for to to do the faders. Except I forgot that um, with the new setup, I have like a little external Behringer uh, external audio device. That's how we're actually getting everything to you and making yeah. Skype work. But I didn't have an extra um, USB port to plug in the control panel, and of course, I neglected to bring along my uh, USB hub. The hub. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I got to control the controls manually, and uh, I potted
3: you down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, so when I was yakking, nothing yeah. was coming through? Yeah, very soft. Hi, I'm John. <laughs> it was there. It was just very quiet. He always
4: likes to keep me low.
2: <laughs> You're very low, indeed. So, um, yeah, so we're on the road. We're rocking and rolling. Sounds like a, it's an auspicious beginning. So mm-hmm. when are you leaving for real? Uh, Mid-July. I don't think we've actually pegged the date yet, but uh, Mickey celebrates her birthday on uh, July 8th. We have a big party on the uh, 9th. I think you're invited. Did you get an invite? No. Yeah. Then you're not invited. Okay. <laughs> it's My daughter's birthday's right? on the 11th. Yeah, the party. Yeah, the ninth of this party, yeah. Yeah, your daughter's on the 11th. Well, you could make it back. So we'd celebrate on the 9th. You sleep off the hangover on the 10th, and then uh, you're back on the 11th. No problem. So, um,
5: we actually... And then you leave?
2: And then a couple days later, we'll leave.
3: So So you gotta get your your flights. You gotta get some flights, and then you gotta load everything into into luggage and boxes, and then you have to hope that those things show up at the other end of of the flight. Now you know why we call
2: them the buzzkill, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so we have uh, Baroness uh, Maggie Vincent of Virginia, of course, has kindly offered us uh, her uh, her Four
3: Winds uh, RV. What, what if you go there and find that her address is just an empty lot? She doesn't really exist.
2: <laughs> the, well, we'll figure it out, won't we? I mean, that, there's a lot of stuff that uh, when you do a trip like this, there's a lot of variables. I don't want to just
3: throw wet blankets on things, but uh, yeah, no, seems we're, we're a actually no, we're
2: actually sending uh, a box of stuff ahead. And uh, so, ah, now there, there you go. Now you're thinking. Yeah, so there may just be a box. What if you go there and find out that this stuff has
3: been sold and she doesn't really exist? Yeah,
2: you know, I don't know, John. Why don't you tell me, Mr. <laughs> know It All, Mr. Smarty Pants? So, uh, we, we made a list of th- This is really good that we're doing this. We made a list of things. That I think uh, it's a great
3: idea. It's like that bit where the guy gets in the cabin in New York, he throws all this stuff in the trunk, and the guy takes off. <laughs> no. Yeah, Yo Yo Ma's cello.
2: <laughs> no, so, uh, so this is a great trip because we've, you know, we've, um, we've already figured out a lot of things that we need to bring, one of which would be a fan for the mobile studio, since I can't have the air conditioner on. The air conditioner sounds like I'm in, a, in, the, en- yeah, in the engine room of a boat, uh, so I
3: can't have that running while we're doing the well, that's show. That's an interesting point, yeah. Yeah, uh, and of course... Yeah, good. Well, this is good that you take a shakedown cruise. Yeah,
2: another thing that will be really good to bring along uh, is a corkscrew.
3: I would hope.
2: <laughs> yeah. So we're up. At, so with the first night we stayed up in uh, Joshua Tree National Park, and there's make st- sure you ship the corkscrew in one of those boxes. <laughs> yeah. <'cause> TSA will <laughs>
3: steal it.
2: Yeah. So uh, the first night was Joshua Tree National Park. We're up there, and of course, there's no Wi-Fi there. It's just a, a campsite with nothing. Uh, and, and no, absolutely no cell phone connection. Although, um, I have to say, I have three networks with me. I have T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T. So far, AT&T wins hands down as it comes to coverage, at least where
3: we've traveled. You, uh, there's another thing to do. What? When you're on your road, keep a map with you, and then <laughs> put the coverage information down, and then you, it's like a, it could be a scandal. What am I, consumer reports? I
2: think so. <laughs> no, well, we'll figure it out. But Verizon definitely not as great, not in the parts we traveled. But anyway, uh, it was awesome. It was so phenomenal. And um, and you know, by the time we were out of the out of the park, I had three uh, G on um, on AT and T, and I did my email and stuff. While uh, Mickey was driving. So I, I you know, I, and you know what, we still like each other.
3: Well, uh, it's only been a couple of days. Give me a break. Yeah. Well, and by the way, you should have your seatbelt on when you're in the back. Yes. No, so, we, I have seatbelts in the back. Uh, so um, can you tether the the 3G connection and make it so it's possible to do Skype or not Not enough bandwidth? Yeah, yeah or what? no,
2: if if we have uh, pure 3G with AT&T, um, I think we could probably do a show reasonably well. I have to shut down a lot of stuff, even on this uh, park Wi-Fi. Uh, I got to shut down my email and everything because it's all like shared bandwidth and stuff and and Mickey can't be on the computer. Um, but it's reasonable. And so, for, you know, again, knock on plastic. So far, so good. So it's going to be a hoot, man. It's going to be stream? great. Are you streaming? Can you stream? From, uh, from 3G? Y- yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we got like, uh, you know, an average 250 to 300 kilobits upstream. It should work. It's about what, what I have us- now. What are, using- what are you using right now? Right now, I'm using the, uh, the Park Wi-Fi what park
3: <laughs> where were the park where we're parked of course you're in a park what kind of a park is it a national park a no, state park no, a local park Borrego a springs park? are you kidding me Borrego
2: springs is outside of there it is a national park that we drove through to get here this is basically a golf course with rvs oh, okay so you you're there with the old farts no they're not that old unfortunately i have to say some of them are probably not more than like 6 or 7 years older than i am and i'm like oh my god is that yeah, what I have You're headed for? there.
3: <laughs> this but, is the future. <laughs> we are witnessing the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's time traveling
2: to the future. I could do it yeah, though, John. I could see you <laughs> making a
3: life out of this and be honest about it. Yeah, I could. I could totally you're do paranoid this. paranoid and cr- crazy enough. <laughs> I could totally do this. Hey, John, I'm in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but we we we're going to bring but, back the show. <laughs>
2: What's it? What's
3: in? Remember the good days?
2: What's interesting, though, you know, when you're RVing around is 99% of the people you meet are of the slave variety who have their eyes so firmly shut, they have no clue. You hear the conversations, you're like, oh, wow, really? Yeah, so we stopped off at, uh, what was that? C? Um, see, I got to write all this down. Uh, Salton on Sea. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, the Salton Sea, yeah, well, it's salted I think it's
3: just a bunch of that's just a dead area yeah, with that trailer park <laughs> it's got a dead trailer park no, <coughs> well, the people in there are alive
2: <coughs> uh, but barely anyway, we had lunch at uh at some like place we had just
3: lad that's the refuge of the uh, lost souls. oh yeah,
2: yeah, we had just missed the Luau last weekend, darn. Uh, but it's fun, you know. You sit there and you listen to people. And by the way, uh, smoking indoors uh, rules and regulations don't apply in Salt and On Sea. Want an ashtray? Yeah, thanks. That's cool. Uh, anyway, no, it's uh, it's it's going to be great. And uh, and every anyone who was out there in Gitmo Nation and uh, would like us uh, would like to offer us uh, some form of uh, hospitality or services. Uh, just email Mickey at curry.com, M I C K Y, and uh, we've got so many cool things coming in, John. It's unbelievable. We yeah, how are you going to
3: organize? The, well, I guess Mickey is very organized. I, I know that. But yeah. what are you going to be able to? You know, I. It seems to me you're going to get too much to do. You're not going to be able to. Well, fulfill there's, yeah, there's all the no way. there's no way we're going to be able to get to
2: everybody. Uh, I don't think. And also, there's a lot of people in the same place, so we may have to like combine stuff. Also, have a meeting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have a meeting. <laughs> Also, um, you know, we, we will probably also need a little bit of time to ourselves from time to time. Nah. <laughs> you know, there's... You have plenty of time to yourselves driving. Yeah, but what you notice is, like the show, the work that goes into the show when you're at home and you've got, you know, like 20 megabits down and 2 megabits up, that makes a big difference when you're on the road and you're on Wi-Fi, you're on 3G. Work goes slower. And, you know, I can't watch C-SPAN yet because they don't have the... the, the uh, even though the, many of the parks have uh, cable hookups. Uh, so basically, I'm watching C-SPAN over the internet. Can you yeah. say buffering? Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, C-SPAN has the absolute worst video technology you could imagine. Sucks. They just put all their stuff on YouTube. So horrible. Yeah, they should. Why don't they? I don't know. Someone paid $18 million for that website. Gotta keep, it, <laughs> gotta keep it rolling. Gotta keep it used. So, anyway, um, I was able to do uh, plenty of work yesterday, and I'd have to say, John, the the number one thing on my mind is the possible biological attack in Europe, as everyone is now pooping their guts out. Well, I want to hear what you think. Well... I have absolutely no Well there's a couple things.
3: <laughs> I don't have any thoughts. I, have, but I, I think got no thoughts. I'm empty. I got nothing I'm here. Germany.
2: Well, there's a, I want to play a couple of uh, quick clips about this. Most of it from Euronews which I like cuz they seem pretty uh, impartial, but the the most important one is from Russia Today, who of course are anything but impartial. Um but this is a, this is a big deal. I mean, you know, I have a lot of contact with people in Europe and this is definitely a uh well, it's, it's definitely a, a scary situation. Nobody knows what they can eat. People are dying. Uh, now, it's not huge numbers. You know, 18 people dying from, uh, uh, from anything is not, you know, overly concerning. But if you don't know where it's coming from, and it could, and it could be in your next cucumber. Um, but, of course, uh, they're trying to do... Well, I, there are different factions at work here. So, first, I want to say right off the bat, nobody is even considering the biological attack angle and i don't understand why you know isn't this what we were told in the united states it's like we you know the most important things for our security food security we had this whole food security bill for this very reason so everything is tracked now mind you we don't have it here in the states but why isn't anyone shouldn't these guys who passed this bill be coming out and claiming that they're so awesome they did this
3: like yeah we won't have that here we you know we got few food security not like them I, europeans you know, I, I, I'm actually kind of baffled by it. I didn't take that angle because I was looking at some other stories, but now that you mention it, uh, I would think that you could use it as a political football, obviously, just as you said, and nobody's doing that. And the other thing is that kind of leads that would lead you to think that the way you're thinking is the fact that they still haven't isolated the – the source, the source, which is which is what you want, right? You need to isolate. Yeah, you want to isolate the source, but you, by by now, I was thinking they're just incompetent boneheads and they can't isolate the source because they don't know what they're doing. Because we isolate the source on these breakouts within a couple of days, always. Yeah, yeah, we can track it always.
2: back pretty. Quick. And and I don't even know how that works, how the how the tracebacks work, but we seem to be able to do it. They, they haven't done it. It's been over a week, I think. All right, so there's a couple of fractions at work here. Uh, the first, of course, is uh, calm down, everybody. Don't panic.
6: Despite almost 200 new cases in Germany on the first two days of this month alone, infection rates of the virulent strain of E. coli are said to be slowing. If true, it'll be good news for the country's fresh produce suppliers, whose livelihoods have been decimated in the wake of the outbreak. The vegetables are just ripening now, she says. The salads come in, parsley, radishes, all the stuff that can be eaten raw. But people don't want it. It's all just lying around. At least 18 people have died and more than 1,800 been infected by the bug since it was detected on the 1st of May. Germany's apologised for initially blaming cucumbers from Spain, but that hasn't stopped hundreds of thousands from being binned. The percentage of people who actually have severe complications is higher than we expect, and we, we usually expect to see that in children and in uh, in older people. So it's very unusual for us to be seeing this in in adults. Scientists say the E. coli strain is a new hybrid form I I of humans. Consumers have been warned off fresh produce, but EU specialists now say the warning may not be justified as the source has not yet been identified.
2: Okay, so uh, there's the the I guys. I realize it. I'm yeah. sorry. No, well, I didn't realize it was
3: May first, and they haven't identified it since May first. Oh yeah, no, it's it's been going on for a while. We talked about it on the show that yeah, early. I we know were... we talked about it when it when it started to break, but I didn't. I I guess it, uh, time eludes me. But the fact is, that they, they <laughs> really have a month to identify the source. and They can't do it. That's not good. No, it's not good. So, um, so I think those are the guys who are supposed
2: to be responsible for tracking it are basically saying, "Oh, don't worry about it. You know, it could be slowing down. It's okay." Um, but obviously, it, it's still a problem. We're working on
7: it. Uh, then we get this report: Doctors in Germany are hoping a new antibody therapy will be effective in treating deadly E. coli bug that has so far killed 19 people. Anti? What was it? What did he say there?
2: Did you catch that?
3: It was like anti-antibody therapy. Isn't that? Isn't that an va- antibody? Isn't that a vaccine? Well, I would think, generally speaking, it would be, but I don't know what they're talking about. They may have some other me- mechanism. I don't know. I don't know what why they said that. I have no idea. Well, because I think, I think that they're going to come out with a vaccine, and uh, we have to be very
2: careful, you and I, because if Russia Today ever gets some hot chicks, some hot blonde chicks to, to host their shows, we could be out of a job, because listen to this report. <laughs> These guys are so, like, this could be, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. This is Russia Today with no agenda.
7: Spain may launch legal action against Germany, which prematurely...
2: And by the way, for those of you who uh, are wondering, she's not hot, okay?
7: pointed to its cucumbers as the cause of the fatal e coli outbreak the hysteria over spanish produce has crippled the country's farm exports and cost millions of euros in just a week and while the source of the infection is still undefined critics believe the pharmaceutical industry may be the one to benefit from the vegetable panic <laughs> so
2: already you're set up ah really the pharmaceutical industry will benefit from this no kidding
4: Some cucumbers kill. That much is clear. And it's also become apparent that although Germany blamed Spain as the source of the E. coli, it's not. That's costing innocent Spanish fruit and vegetable exporters around 200 million euros a week. But all this maneuvering, all these statements show an absolute lack of responsibility. What is happening today is a checkmate to the Spanish vegetable and fruit industry. It's absolutely unacceptable. A useless weapon has been produced, which will be of no use to anyone. Now, do, you, do you hear the words that are used here?
2: So, it's an attack from Germany on Spain, obviously. It's a weapon... This is what, and that's not even Russia Today's, it was their translation, but they're calling it a weapon, and it just gets better from there.
4: Neither the Germans nor those who are suffering from the disease, and it will incur huge losses on the Spanish agriculture. Calling the European health watchdog discredited, Russia says it had no choice but to ban all fruit and vegetable imports from the entire European Union, a reaction Brussels called disproportionate. Russia says it was clear from the beginning the Spanish weren't to blame.
3: Looks as if the accusations brought against the Spanish cucumbers were unfounded. This was obvious from the outset. Why? Because if Spain was a source of the disease, why is no one ill there? It's not as if Spain could hide the disease. This isn't a mild flu you can keep secret. German health officials still cannot say what caused the outbreak or what's the transfer factor of the disease and, most importantly, the situation is still not under control. It's to the discredit of the European Health Watchdog.
4: It's a very delicate time for the Spanish economy, which is teetering on the edge of needing an EU bailout. This is decidedly not a good moment for 150,000 tons of produce to go unsold. It's also struck another blow to the already fragile relationship between Germany and Spain, after the German Chancellor implied Spaniards were lazy and spendthrift in a speech (laughs) earlier this month.
3: We missed that one. Sounds (laughs) a beauty. Well, I mean, mean, this doesn't help... the Spanish economy, which is already in the tank, I mean, it's almost, I can see it being a uh, a uh, financial attack. It's like, well, this is why uh, they're calling well, it a weapon. It. Why don't we just blame Spain and screw
2: them? Yeah, this is why they're calling it a yeah. weapon. I mean, it could not be a more perfect storm. I can't believe that Germany would say something like that. And, of course, we don't, I don't even know who said it first or where it came from, some ministry of truth. But yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? You're not paying us back? Oh, really? Okay. So then why don't we just uh, stick it all the way
3: in and then move it I'm around? Reminded, a bit. I'm reminded of the situation that occurred when we had a little tiff with Chile. Uh, this was back in the 80s, I think, in the mid 80s. And then all of a sudden, somehow, two uh, grapes that were being imported from Chile were found to have seriously. And I'm everybody nobody just paid any grapes? attention to just, the fact that this was bogus. Just two Two grapes. Two two singular grapes? Two grapes. <laughs> two singular grapes. Were found with a pinprick and injected with strychnine. Oh, I remember that. Right. Yeah. Oh. And they my found God. these two grapes somehow amongst the billions <laughs> Amazing. of. Amazing. Yeah. We found your grape bitches. And yeah. they found these two grapes and they, they stopped all imports of Chilean table grapes. And it, it put their, their, little, their industry in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. And then they, all of a sudden, then they, they, they resolved it. And then it just disappeared from the news cycle. And then nobody ever explained anything about it. And the whole thing was bullcrap. Because how do you find. And they showed. I remember seeing the photo because I actually wrote an op ed about this in the San Francisco Examiner. Mm-hmm. I saw the photo because I've obviously been yeah. deconstructing you're the grape. You're, you're a grape expert. And so I saw the grape with the whole <laughs> the pinprick. I'm thinking, how do you find this grape? It's ridiculous. This is <laughs> bullcrap. Right.
2: So there's more, of course, to this report, and this kind of winds up uh, with the third fraction, which we were all expecting. It will overturn cost because... No, no, not a fractal, a fraction. Ooh. Faction, I'm sorry, faction. Okay. A camp. A cabal.
8: Or oh,
3: a faction, okay, faction. A gang.
8: Because of the loss of product... Loss of sales and disruption at this time, which is particularly uh, an important time as the harvest comes through on perishable goods, which you cannot.
2: This is uh, an economist, by the way hold back or
3: resell.
4: Cynics say all this is just the media whipping up its latest health hysteria. In 2005, the United Nations warned the world that bird flu could kill up to 150 million people. In reality, the seven years until the end of 2010 saw 303 people die. More recently, swine flu was the killer. 65,000 people were supposed to die in Britain alone. Only around 360 people did. Encouraged by pharmaceutical companies, European countries spent billions of dollars on unnecessary vaccines. As the World Health Organization announces this is a new strain of E. coli, some see farmers benefiting yet again.
5: I think
9: uh, probably we'll see uh, very soon behind all of this uh, new declarations from the large pharmaceutical industry, like they did with the swine flu, uh-huh. that they have something to protect people against the uh, exactly. new strain of E. coli that's creating such an unrest across Europe. Exactly. Antibody
2: therapy, whatever. So everybody wins. Germany wins because they, they kick Spain's ass and get to take their beaches for free. Pharmaceutical guys win because they get to shoot everybody up in anticipation of the next E. E. coli outbreak. Uh, Let's see, who doesn't win? Ah, yes, Spain doesn't win.
3: In fact, they lose quite enormously. Actually, the public as a whole doesn't win. Well, no, no. Well, somebody's got to get to the bottom of this thing. But by the way, I don't think people should be using the word pharma in stories that have to do with agriculture because it sounds like they're saying farmer yeah, another in thing way. for our list
2: from when we, when we uh, get the consulting gig for russia today it's like listen you well, gotta have I a don't couple understand things why they haven't called us <laughs> i really it's so amazing why they haven't called us <laughs> you know uh, one of our producers uh, this is funny hold on let me just find it um where is it here we go uh who was it Producer Base sent a note to uh, the Hot Pockets Company and said, uh, uh, <laughs> "You should sponsor <laughs> these guys." <laughs> Here's the reply. We're going to sue them. <laughs> Here's the reply. Dear Mr. Bose, I'm sorry, not Base Bose. Thank you for contact- contacting us at Nestle no. Consumer Services. We apologize, <laughs> but our department does not support business-to-business interactions. Business to business interactions are handled through various departments at Nestle. For marketing and advertising, please submit a detailed proposal in writing to Prepared Foods Company. So good luck. That's from Daniel O'Day, <laughs> consumer response representative. That's probably the guy who also does at Nestle tweets. Probably. It's her Danielle. Danielle O'Day. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, we appreciate the thought. No, uh, you yeah, right. Well, you
3: know, they can follow up and maybe... Uh, no, we don't need oh. any sponsors.
2: Screw those guys. We're just going to have, on the side, Hot Pockets Tour 2008. It's a shit sandwich, and you know it. That's our slogan. You're going to get
3: sued. Don't do it. Hot Pockets. I, I got a better version. Ready? Yeah. Hot Pockets. <laughs> hey, the key is
2: almost the same. Hot Pockets.
10: Hot pockets.
2: <laughs> Let's thank some producers, John. Before we get any further, see if anyone. Yeah, we knows. got
3: a couple of uh, executive producers and a couple of associate executive producers, and we want to thank them for uh, sponsoring today's show and producing it. As a matter of fact, uh, including a new uh, donor. At least, although I do recall his name, Gary Later in Richmond, Virginia, three thirty-three, three hundred thirty-three dollars. Oh, 30 so he's cents. also a member of the uh, exclusive three thirty-three club. Exactly. Donation today includes your cut of uh, no agenda. Oh, this is a floor mat guy. That's right. We know him, Gary. He's, a, he's no agenda floor mats. You can find his at mat depot. Uh, M-A-T that is as a mat. And by the way, I have one of these things. These are perfect floor mats for the kitchen. And it has a No Agenda logo on them. And it's actually quite pretty. Yeah, I have mine.
2: Uh, our garage connects to our kitchen, and so I have it right there. So we want you got
3: to have one of those mats in the, in the RV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to bring it in the RV for sure. Right on. Yeah, yeah. like... Maybe bring a... Maybe you could... Sell a couple out the back of the
2: trunk of the RV. We got to be selling something, so, dude, because this thing does eight miles to the gallon. We're gonna need to have
3: to <laughs> raise funds somehow. Uh, yeah, t-shirts, mats. I'm like, we're you know, on cruise control. Albums? <laughs> so it's just CDs. I'd grab some CDs. Just buy anybody yeah. CDs. It doesn't yeah. have to be it, yours. Yeah,
2: here's a here's Jennifer Lopez. Here's a J Lo CD. Let me just sign it for you. Hey, Lady Gaga. Cool. Yeah, we're like, you know, cruise control. We're
3: folding the the mirrors you know, in. Agenda tour and stop uh, swap meat <laughs>
2: and i need to bring a hose to siphon off someone else's gas
3: eight <laughs> miles to the gallon this is not this is the wrong economy to be doing this yeah that's that's about what they get that's why people you see them parked in those uh yeah that's why they, they don't leave either. yeah they sit here and swap wives all day we're not gonna go driving around so, anyway, Matt, uh, Gary got us uh, Fistful of Dollars.com, forwarded that to the No Agenda show. You can put it on your list. Uh, and when, he's in, when he says, when you come out to Virginia, pick up your Hot Pockets lunch truck, uh, stop by Richmond, he'll take you guys to Mama Zoo's. Hey. Stephen <laughs> Springer in Garland, Texas, uh, member of the 310 Club, an executive producer to help uh, Adam use the silver spoon in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Please. Kelman, and by the way, see. He'll now be Sir Stefan Ooh, nice. Kelman T Megu in uh, Cortese, Ontario, Canada. Thanks for letting me know. I'm not crazy for thinking my news my news is lying to me all the time. Could use some karma for a talk I have to give at Security B Side Street Saint John Saint John's about clouds. Something
11: you've got karma
3: now. Is uh, is.
2: Uh,
3: Kelman Kelman. Megu is Kelman uh, uh, an associate? He's an associate. Okay. Came in with two twenty-two twenty-two. He says a big security risk to life and liberty is abuse in the cloud, which I agree with. And you two seem to be the only ones tracking privacy and telecom issues at this level. He sent me a somewhat longer note, actually, Uh, very interesting. Uh, Jamie, you want? Is there anything that we need to read? Uh, no, not now. No, no, it's okay. Jamie Stubblefield in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which would be a great little place to stop by when you're on driving around down there. By the way, oh, Tennessee's yeah. got some great little towns. Hey, squirrels, little old sis admin here, Fortune 500 Insurance Company. Squirrel. engineers told me about the show, but continued to smell douchey. Can you bag them, Jason, Bob, and Dave? <laughs> yeah. Douchebag. All of you guys, they're bagged. You've been bagged. Jason, Bob, and Dave, you've been bagged. bag. Also for you the domain, noagender.com. <laughs>
2: Noagender. Hold on, I've got to write that one down. Noagender. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the Chiners amongst us. Noagender. Yeah. So
3: he's in, he's in for 200. He's the associate executive awesome. producer. I want to thank all of them and all the rest of the people who donated to slash NA, noagendashow.com, and uh, noagendanation.com, and uh, noagendashow.com. Dvorak. Please continue helping us out in... Slash N-A N- Yeah. Don't get too close to that mic, man. Uh, I,
2: I don't have all the processing uh, that I can
3: I uh, can't well, handle. Okay. Everything. Well, anyway, I want to thank everybody for... Uh, let, me, let me fist it out a little bit here. I just... Okay. <laughs> Measure the distance. Fist the it little. out. What
2: do you do? What do you mean? You're fisting your microphone now?
3: I take a my fist, mm-hmm. and then I put it up against the mic, and the distance to where the pops... I'm sorry. The distance of. Where the pop screen is, according to Hile's own specs, Heil! should be about four inches from the diaphragm. And if you've ever been four inches from a diaphragm, you know what I'm talking about. If you're four inches from a diaphragm, you're too close. So uh, anyway, okay, <laughs> you're, you're is this at the
2: better? wrong end. Yeah, that's better. So and do yes, you keep do innuendo? You, yes. Do you keep your fist uh, there the whole time? If I did that, would Then it would sound like this. Okay. That's much better, actually. You've never sounded so good. Really? That sounds good. I'm
3: going to keep it this way. Okay. Uh,
2: A couple other uh, PR mentions I'd like to make uh, before we get underway with today's program. Uh, Thank you very much, Matt, for another fine domain name, Ford. A frothy mix of adamandjohn.com, which uh, that visual is rough for me. Yeah. Uh, another great forward to noagendashow.com, uh, from Dave, bonerintheboxers.com, which we knew that was coming. Yeah. Uh, fistful of dollars, we already, uh, discussed that, um, uh, this is actually a cool one. Remember, um, Patrick, the kid who, um, who submitted the paper with all the no agenda memes? Yeah. So he says, uh, in the morning, I've registered naschoolwork.com to make the meme-infested schoolwork initiative an official thing. I plan to set up a site, but if anyone who actually knows how to write code wants to, I'm sure I can set something up with them. Uh, the idea is every time you have to write a paper or do any school work, you stick in memes wherever you can, then send the paper to me, and I'll post it on the site. Uh, thanks for mentioning on the sh- thanks for mentioning me on. This is a 15-year-old kid, by the way. Thanks for mentioning me on the show. All my friends are impressed. Sorry I'm not using encryption. I know how to encrypt a doc, but you're using your key. I can't quite figure out how to encrypt this email. So, Um, I'm working on something extremely cool, which uh, folds right into our next domain name forward, and I've asked uh, Patrick to hold on to naschoolwork.com, because I have now set up uh, uh, with Gus Raya, or Raya, R-A-Y-A, that's uh, our producer who got podcastlicense.com. Here's how it works. If you go to podcastlicense.com right now, John, and of course the site will come down, it'll come crashing down to its knees. Don't go to it, just let John go, please. Don't, Don't type it in just yet. Um, you'll see that we'll be able to give you a podcast license, an official podcast license, and we also have internet-license.com coming. But This is for the podcasters. Uh, if you uh, pay up your lifetime membership, it's a one-time fee for a lifetime membership. Uh, you're certified for the entire duration of your human resource existence. You will get a podcast license, and you'll get your name, your last name, And that page, you will be able to do anything you want with it. You can, uh, and this is the part that I'm working on, we'll give you a login, Uh, you could forward it to your own domain, you can uh, put stuff on that site there, you can change the the whole look and feel of it. So right now we have adamcurry.podcastlicense.com and of course gusraya.podcastlicense.com. And that's, uh, so if anyone ever asks you, if the government ever comes around and says, hey, hey, let me see your
3: podcast license. (laughs) <laughs> so i want to know i want to know uh how is this automated because yes have yes like a,
2: yes yes this is what's so
3: awesome so it's, you pay 33 bucks and then and then you just type in your name and then it creates the subdomain yes that's exact and so right now there's just one you know one. Or, i
2: only set this up last night from the rv I, I can already do it from here. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, this is the new stuff that Dave and I have been working on. This is going to be hey, awesome. Hey,
3: hey, hey, Adam, can we go out and eat something? Or are you just going to be on the computer all day? <laughs> Nikki was sleeping. She's like, uh-huh. oh, I'm
2: crashing.
3: Uh, throw a
2: whiskey in her. And You're just going to be on the all computer
3: night. all day. Are we going to go out? Yeah, sure, honey. Let's go golfing. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna
2: we're gonna have to take up golfing. There's so many RV uh, golf park combos. It's crazy. Anyway, so um, we're gonna do the same thing with uh, Patrick's NASchoolwork.com dot com and also uh, forthcoming with Internet licensecom License uh, dot com. That may have to be a little bit more expensive. Since podcast license, you know, only encompasses podcasting, and uh, an internet license might have to be uh, sixty six sixty six or. I'll have to figure that out. I mean, it's oh, a mu- yeah. it's a much bigger deal, obviously, but it's cert it's certified. I mean, I from the one, Podfather one one,
3: one one one. I mean, seriously, from yeah. the Podfather. Yeah, in okay. fact, it's going to say on the license, it's going to have the the t- two lines where the signatures are. One's John Hancock, <laughs> and the other one is going to say Father and your right. signature. and uh, And
2: I'll keep half of my money for uh, for Dave Weiner. Because one day he'll say, "Yeah, I want the check anyway," and then you know, I'll send. He'll send it I to wanted him. to do that. No, 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 no. We've discussed it. He said, "I, I don't, I don't want the money." I said, I, "I'm gonna, I'll just uh, send you a check. Don't cash it if you don't want it. And that's fine." So, uh, anyway, one, uh, three more domain names that are forwarding here. We've got three, uh, three, three dot net, and that's number three, three spelled out as three, number three. .net and .info, and then we also have shillforhire.com, which is a nice domain forward. And all of these, by the way, are all going to be relevant to the same system, like podcast license, so you'll be able to become a part of the No Agenda domain community. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to call it yet, but it's going to, it's, it's going to be awesome, because then you'll be connected into the, all these different sites. I yeah, Just trust me on that one. Um, and then finally, uh, oh yes, uh, a programming note from uh, Eric the Shill, and uh, Buzzkill Jr., by the way, is the new name for uh, JC, who's also (laughs) Buzzkill
3: Jr. Jr. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) a good name, right? Yes, it's funny, I don't know, I think he chose it or something. Yeah, well, I've
2: seen him in the chat room, uh, in our back channel as Buzzkill Jr., I love it. Uh, It would be really helpful if all the knights and dames and uh, barons and baronesses would go to noagendanation.com and create an account if you haven't already done so. Please add your shipping address to your account. Uh, At this point, he's received a few change of address emails, etc., so we've got to start organizing ourselves better. If you are a knight, a dame, a baron, or a baroness, uh, and you, uh, you want to take possession of your ring, which you're in, The the rings are in the velour presentation boxes, along with a stick of sealing wax and your official uh, certification, uh, will be on its way to you. And I'm very excited about this. I can't wait to see mine. Uh, I can't wait to take pictures. What's your ring size? You don't even know, do you? Yeah, I do. It's an uh, 8. Hmm. Size 8. What's your ring size? I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) Big mouth. Well, I just said. Yeah, uh, uh, and, <laughs> at least uh, I'm honest. Yeah, and then uh, and Miss Mickey is also an eight. Shill. Oh, really? Yeah. Now we we can wear the same rings, and that's perfect. I, that, I only have to get one ring. Yeah, I only have to get one. I need the one with the diamond neck on top, and then I can propose and take the ring off my finger and say <laughs> and propose to her. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Awesome system. All right, everybody, thank you so much for your PR efforts, and, of course, we want to especially thank our uh, associate executive producer, uh, producers, Kelman T. Magu and Jamie Stubblefield, our um, executive producer. Sir Stefan Springer, always also a 310 Club member and our executive producer and exclusive 333 Club member for this episode. Of course, you can still get in on that. 333 is on the way. Uh, Gary later, thank you all so much. This is an official credit. We're not like those Hollywood phony baloney douchebags. Uh, if uh, you need someone to vouch for it, we'll be happy to do so. Everybody else out there, you know what to do. Our formula is simple. Go out and
10: propagate it. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the
3: mouth.
2: everybody
3: shut up slave so uh i got a variety of weird clips okay and one of them i want to they on this is not doesn't i'm there's no follow-up on this clip It's just something that I found interesting. Some years ago, my wife actually pointed this out to me, and I kind of developed it, actually wrote an article about it, about there's certain women in Berkeley (laughs) that she always refers to as Hummers. As what? Not... Hummers because they always hum when they speak and they can't, and they never stop talking. There's always noise coming from them. And it goes like this. I let me do a. I'll be a hummer for a second. Well, Adam, oh. uh, I've been around. Uh, oh, oh, that, I know what that is. D- I know what that is.
2: That's women who don't want to be interrupted. So they they keep well, they keep emanating um, a
3: sound. Yes, guessing... Um, guessing um, um, your, your, your. so i found that the new editor of the new york times is a hummer is a slow speaking hummer <laughs> and i would just slap my head and say oh my god this woman's got to be the worst in a meeting and she runs meetings all day just play the clip
12: chief among many other things she joined the times from the wall street journal in 1997 jill abramson
3: congratulations and welcome
11: Thank you so much, Jim. First, just on on the personal level, what does it mean to you to
3: become the executive editor of the New York Times?
11: It means the world to me. Uh, I grew up <laughs> This is great. Oh my god. This is No, wait, wait, here's what's
3: funny about it. When she finishes this little little chit-chat chit here, he freaks because he's got her obviously on a whole block. She's blocked for like the E block or <laughs> right, something, right? Right, right, right? So he's he's listening to her going like this and he's going, oh my god, I'm going to get nothing from her and I've got her scheduled for 10 minutes. <laughs> She's a Berkeley so he, hummer. He, he, you can hear him panic after she goes through this little humming number right here.
11: Uh, here in Manhattan and... Uh, <laughs> the new york times was worshipped in my family and what i can't
2: wait a minute this is unbelievable i've never heard this in my life john it's like she's on skype you know what i mean (laughs) when skype draws out like that
11: oh my god can you imagine living with this woman the Times said was true was the truth and so uh, I became an <laughs> avid reader of the paper as a young school kid, and it seems scarcely believable to me that I will hold the top uh, e- editorial position in the newsroom. Did you ever find yourself longing to be the boss or dreaming
9: about it? or? or
2: just <laughs> He's already freaking here. He's like, what am I going to do with her? Ken it wasn't Cat, his question is hilarious. <laughs> We need her to do a jingle for me.
3: Chem I mean, is this, is this a fulfillment
12: of something that you saw coming sometime? You didn't know when, but maybe.
11: I, it, that, that's a great description, Jim. Uh, <laughs> I hoped that it would come, uh, but felt like definitely it was a maybe. Uh, I, no. New, because I worked so closely with Bill as his managing editor. Uh, Uh, I got to see his job up close (laughs) and how much fulfillment he got from it. And we both, working together, got such a kick out of running the news report that, sure, on certain days I would think, boy, it would be nice to have that (laughs) job. But being managing editor for news was a very sweet job itself
2: how significant
3: uh, uh, i'm coming this went on by the <laughs> way and on and oh, uh, no. i didn't clip the whole thing that's fantastic but, a berkeley this hummer this is your new york times editor-in-chief that <sighs> she is the one with this i'm uh, going uh to do a story uh, hello and it's, everybody hello she's, everybody so you can thank uh, you know when you read you know you just I just want I think I don't know she's probably a f- nice enough person as for a hummer and uh, <laughs> but she is like she's the one that's you know it's calling the shots for all the essentially setting the agenda this yeah. woman is setting the agenda for national news yeah I like it <laughs> she's perfect for that
2: on the um topic of chemtrails, i am the thank you jim i am the it's like a buddhist monk (laughs) exactly she's like probably as buddhist yeah must be i'm hello (laughs) i she's doing the gregorian chant I am running the New York Times. I love it. Good call. Clip of the day already. Yeah. Well, I, I give that one to you right there off
3: the top. Yeah, there goes my book review.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I went to, um, as I always do, I want to go see the, uh, the president's speech. And um, the White House... It's completely, I think, I, I haven't received any email yet, but I think they're completely shilling for the president's campaign. I guess it's okay to do that. But If you go to whitehouse.gov now... You I get don't a, think it is. I think it's illegal. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a welcome page, a splash screen, if you will, and, uh, and it says, uh, Would you like to sign up to get periodic updates from President Obama and other administration officials? So, of course, I immediately entered in my email address, and then you don't get that screen anymore, and then it's gone. And I've never seen, and you know me, I, I go to the WhiteHouse.gov all the time, it's, like, it's what I yeah, do, well, so you don't they, have they to. They
3: kept a cookie, I'd erase all your cookies and it'll show up again. Oh,
2: duh, thank you, I know how the internet works, that's not the point. Well, as, 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 saying, this is new, though. If I'm telling
3: to people out there, not you.
2: So anyway, I signed up with an email address so I can track it, and if I start getting stuff from BarackObama.com, then we've got to raise a big flag.
3: You so you aren't getting anything. So thus I haven't far received My wife yet, no. is on the mailing list, and so she wouldn't be able to try this. I'm going to try it too. I'm going to put my an email address in there right now. I'm going to use a specific one. Yeah. because uh, I have the you know a variation of them. A variation of yeah, yeah, yeah You're awesome. I, I, I am. <laughs> so, so I'm going to use a specific one to this, and then I can see if they if they do that. Then I'm going to report it to the uh, Federal Election Committee.
2: Right on. So um. The president is at the Chrysler plant, and he's, uh, of course, now, let's recall from our last show, um, um, 400,000 vehicles are uh, maintained by the GSA. Was it GSA? The General uh, Supply Administration or whatever, the guys who who take care um, of the whole governmental fleet. And they did this big press conference and had all the Chrysler vehicles out there. Uh, Chrysler, of course... Uh, paid back their loans to the U.S. government.
3: We already busted I think government the- services administration. Government that is, thank you. Yes. Yeah.
2: So we already busted uh, Vice President Joe Biden uh, uh, last week as he was filling in for the president. He should have said that. Hey everybody, it's uh, Joe Biden filling in for the president. Yes. Yeah, you'll, you'll be break. back again next week. That's uh, right. I'll be back again next time he's out of town. <laughs> so uh, Barack's having none of that. He's like, I want my show back. And um now, so you have to re- remember that uh, they're making a big deal out of this uh, the Chrysler paid back their loans six years ahead of time. Well, of course, they did that because th- they were paying twelve percent interest on the government financing. They were able to uh, to secure uh, five point you know four million dollars yeah, they refined. Fi- they refied uh, at eight percent. And, of course, part of the, uh, the refi deal is that the government, uh, through the GSA, is buying Chrysler vehicles. So, yeah, it's a know, scam. This reminds
3: t- me of what you do in the book business, by the way. How does that work? So you go into a publisher. Yeah. Not that you interrupt this flow of thought. No, here, no I'm, in- I'm, I'm interested. Part. I'm interested. You go to a publisher with a book. you got your book proposal. And then uh, they say, this book sucks. And you say, no, wait a minute. What, you didn't look on page three of the book proposal. We have already pre-sold 10,000 books to this Ooh. company that's going to distribute them free. Ooh. They're going to buy them at wholesale, and they're going to distri- distribute them free to all their employees. Nice. You That sells the book deal. But how do you do that? How do you pre-sell them? You, you just, go to the company. It's very easy. <laughs> You've you go got to the sell companies. them. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a company. Say you, you're writing a book about some something specific like vaccines. So you go to, you take your vaccine proposal and you walk it over to Merck or one of these big drug companies and say, right, you guys can send one of these books to all your sales guys and you can give them to your customers and you can do this, you can do that. And once the book is published, you can get a special price. And they say, yeah, we'll do that. And they sign off on it and then you take it to the book publisher and then there's tons of books that are being published today because of the pre-sales. Perfect.
2: So, uh, that, of course, is not quite the same amounts we're talking about when we're talking about 400,000 vehicles in the governmental fleet. (laughs) No, it's not quite the same amount. right? (laughs) So, uh, of course, Barack is doing his show from the floor of the Chrysler plant. How do you think he starts it off? I mean, remember, Joe Biden was there last week. We've got to pull everybody back in with our signature catchphrase. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm coming to you from Chrysler.
7: I'm speaking hello, to everybody. you today from a Chrysler plant in Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, where Ohio. I just met with workers.
2: Workers. In- I just met with workers. Workers. You know, we call them slaves. Including Jill
7: Opium. Joe. <laughs> Jill was born and raised. I in-
2: like that little jo- Jill Opium. So he's throwing the poppy. Jill m- Opium. Yeah, it's, her name is Opia, but it sounds like Opium. Uh, hello, everybody. All right, I'll shut up and let's listen to the clip. Hello, from everybody.
7: a Chrysler plant in Toledo, Ohio, where I just met with workers, including Jill Opium. Jill was born and raised here, in Toledo. Her mom and stepfather retired from this plant. Yeah. She met her husband here, and now they have two children of their own. Doesn't it sound wow. like it's a
2: plantation, is what it is. Yeah, and they know how to propagate. Very good. They had two kids. They had That's two kids. astonishing. Awesome.
7: This plant has not only been central to the economy of this town, it's been part of the lifeblood of this community. Now, the reason I came to Toledo was to congratulate Jill and her co-workers. And that's
2: not true, by the way, because uh, Corporal Klinger was also from Toledo. So, uh, Chrysler's not the only lifeblood in uh, Toledo, Ohio.
7: The turnaround they helped bring about at Chrysler and throughout the auto industry. Today, each of the big three automakers, Chrysler, GM, and Ford, is turning a profit for the first time since 2004. Chrysler has repaid every dime and more of what it owes American taxpayers for their support during my presidency. And it repaid that money six years ahead of schedule. And this week, we reached a deal to sell our remaining stake, and that means soon Chrysler will be 100% in private hands. Yeah,
2: of course, he doesn't mention that it's in private hands of the other note holders who they switched to they refied with. So I don't like that. I don't like him taking credit for something that really isn't credit worthy, all that he did is he screwed these guys by and Chrysler, I believe Chrysler didn't want the bailout money in the first place. They were privatized. I don't think they needed it either. Yeah, no, they were forced to take it just like the banks in two thousand eight. Now here's the crazy one. So do you remember what uh, Pres Vice President O'Biden said last week about, you know, what the perfect life is? No, I don't. Remember, it was like, uh, go to school, work hard, oh, right. retire oh, with yeah. dignity, yeah. shut up, slave, yeah. and die. Uh, this Earth, is
3: death, work, yeah. Yeah, death. Yeah, well, this yeah. is
2: it. This is, this is the American dream, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Barack Obama.
7: That's how we'll build an economy where you can see your incomes and savings rise again, send your kids to college, and retire with dignity, security, and respect. And then die.
2: <laughs> Literally. Now... He makes a gaffe in here, which I, you know, they have so many edits in this thing, I would have asked him to retake it, but he didn't.
7: That's how we'll make sure we keep that fundamental American promise, that if you work hard and act responsibly, you'll be able to pass on a better life to your kids and your grandkids.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, work, act responsibly and work hard and shut up, then you can pass on a better life of working hard and acting responsibly and shutting up to your kids and grandkids. <laughs> Emphasis on shutting up. Yes. Yeah, sh- well, I- he's not really saying shutting up, but I hear it in my head. I can't help it. Now no, we've got
7: there. a ways to go. Even though our economy has created more than 2 million private sector jobs over the past 15 months, and continues to grow, we're facing some tough headwinds.
2: <laughs> this is what I didn't get. We're facing some tough headwinds. because Some he- tough... T- 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 Ted, did he say tedwinds? Yeah, no it's tough headwinds. So I think I think he he was re- the the script reads He means headwinds. I mean well I think what happened is the, the script p- reads tough, tough headwinds but in his mind he's so used to saying tough times that the t crept in there. So it's t- Oh t- I see, yeah obviously. Yeah, it's tuft so He said tedwinds. I I'm, I'm not mishearing it. Well you can he either, said that. either he said tough headwinds or tough Tedwinds, either one. Uh, let's listen again.
7: And continues to grow. We're facing some tough Tedwinds. <laughs> Lately, it's high <laughs> gas prices. Who
2: Whoever's producing that, you're fired. Alright? You're fired. No good. Anyway, so, um, I thought that was, uh, pretty disgusting. Once again, the lies are propagated. However, some good news. John, and I would like to congratulate you. And, uh, And everyone else to whom this applies, too, as uh, I will read the bottom of the proclamation signed on the 31st of May for all of June 2011. Now, therefore, I, Barack Obama, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim June 2011 as Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Pride Month.
0: Hot pockets.
2: It is? Yep. It's LGBTQA USA Pride Month.
3: What's the Q? That's uh, for Al Qaeda. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Don't you remember there was a Q at queer?
3: The Q was for no, Queer. It was one that was really long. I we, we did a whole show your whole yeah, segment yeah, it was, about it. It
2: was Q for queer. It was lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer.
3: I thought there was another letter in there too, but anyway, it was a real log. It was ridiculous. It could. It wasn't. It was not workable.
2: <laughs> no. Anyway, so uh, happy LGBTQA USA month,
0: everybody. So,
3: uh, uh, one of our uh, uh, Brooks. <laughs> who's, who's gay. Yeah, He mentioned one time, I was telling him, I said, how did it become, I always thought it was gay, lesbians, GLB, it was GLBT. And he said, <laughs> o- how did it BLT. become L, how did it become L, whatever it is now? Yeah, BLT sounded too much like a bacon, lettuce, tomato. Well, it was G, It was, but it started with gays, it was gay, lesbian, blah, blah, blah. And now it's lesbian, gay. Yeah, how come the lesbians get the, get the, the this, leading credit? Says, he says, you know, a lot of people are a little irked about that. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, he says he doesn't know when it happened or why it happened, but it's a little irksome. And it used to be that... Uh Gay women
2: were also just gay. They had to have their own world. They they,
3: they could be gay. That had to be be a whole separate category. And by the way, I feel uh, left out and discriminated
2: against because there's no mention of bi curious, and I feel that uh, I I should be able to celebrate my month too.
3: You need a month.
2: (laughs) I need uh, need a quarter. I need a (laughs) queue. Bi curious. Hey, everybody. I, pr- I proclaim this by curious male quarter. <laughs> 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 I'm pissed off. All right, thanks. I think I have a civil lawsuit on my hands.
3: For sure. So, uh, all right. So let's take a look at... Uh, what, i got to get back to my list of crazy clips. clips. Crazy clips. What you got? What you got, John? Hey, you I know what? Can I just say something? something? There was, he, this, this is interesting. Here, play the hex... This is, tell me, guess what this is. Play Hexafoos. Oh, hold on a second.
2: Sorry. You jumped the gun on me, Johnny boy. It's also uh, 79 degrees here inside, so here we go. It's not bad. Hexafoos. <laughs>
13: Hexafoose. Can I please have the definition?
5: A three-toed or triangular mark put on some Pennsylvania barns to keep evil spirits from the cattle or for decoration.
2: Is this the uh, New World Order graduation ceremony? <laughs> hexafoos Seriously? This is the sp-
3: national Spelling Bee?
2: It would be funny if we could have that woman from the New York Times participate.
3: Oh, hexafous Can uh, you spell hexafoos You can't because it's on the. I but, can but, spell but, it h e x a f o o s. X hexafoos You got it! Unbelievable. <laughs> so the, the Ask Adam. This is an Ask Adam thing. Let us play a little another minute of the clip, and then we'll okay. skip the rest. Of it. Okay. Okay.
13: Can I please have the language of origin?
5: Uh, It's made up of German (laughs) elements. Luciferian. (laughs) Hexafoos. Hexafoos. Which is a little misleading.
13: Can I please have the word used in a sentence?
2: (laughs) Mr.
5: Brooks. (laughs) I think think you've trumped your clip of the day. (laughs) Brooks enlarged his hexafoos when he realized it was the reason tourists stopped at his farm stand. (laughs) Excuse
2: me, John. I I gotta go enlarge my hexafoos. Uh, I'll be right back. This is this Dakota
13: Jam? Are there any alternate pronunciations?
5: Just the one.
2: Hey, uh, what, is, what kind of spelling bee is this? How many things do you get to ask? Are there any alternate pronunciations? You, and they all ask the exact same one. Is the sky? This is just thinking time. That they don't give a crap yeah. about that. That's just to think, right? It's like yeah, it's um, stalling. Um,
3: um, If you were a oh, tree, actually, I take it back. No, wait. It, it's not really stalling because once the word's announced, the clock begins. You get two minutes. Oh, okay. So, the, all right, all right. And you love it
0: when these kids.
2: Okay. The oh, j- Why? This is the John. This could be our next gig.
3: Yeah, I think I'm heading back. Uh, 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 now it's, it's now the little <laughs> ten year old is about to uh, give oh, his uh, an- answer
2: um i am from the new york times and i'm narrating the spelling bee championship
8: from dr bailey while
14: they're
13: still processing how to spell it hexafoos h e x a f o o s hexafoos Yes,
5: that is where all that time on the bus yes. to and from school that he spent awesome. studying spelling every day pays off. Because awesome.
2: if he just went with German. The, the, the triple Lutz on that move was just fantastic. John, what did you think of uh, of that uh, answer? I was just amazed. I thought I, the diction was I liked perfect.
3: The way, I liked the way he nailed it because it was a uh, confusing. <laughs> of course, the guy hinted that it was it was miss. It was confusing that it was German in origin because it would be f u s, not f o o s. And he right. managed yes. to nail
2: no, it. No, I, I totally agree. But, and I think that I think this year's contestants are really uh, are raising the bar. What do you think, uh, John? At most of school, as
3: usual. No. Yes, <laughs> school, of course. So, so the so the ask Adam is what network? that yes. I watched probably too much of. Uh, yes. had this show on. So this, and I was going to ask you what network this
2: was on, and let me think. Mm. Um. Can you can you uh give me the alternative? it does it have
3: three letters? No. No it has, I'll give you a hint. It has four letters. Four letters.
2: And that's five. It's not C span. Um
3: four letters. Time's up. No. What is it? ESPN Sports Network. <laughs> Hot
2: pockets. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 2011 Spelling Bee. Uh, Sponsored by poker. Hot Pockets. That's the way I see it. <laughs> Sponsored by Hot Pockets. Get so, rid of poker and put this on. <laughs> hey, don't say that, man. Annie Duke is a friend of mine. And she makes a lot of money on, on poker on TV. It's much more... I don't know, though. I think I would watch a Spelling
3: Bee over poker. I thought it was actually kind of entertaining. I mean, it's it's a little slow moving because they ask these same four questions. But I think they should. I think what they should do to speed it up. I think they should make it a little more interesting. Cut the clock down to sixty seconds. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. Put the screws to these kids. Do they do they
2: (laughs) make them sweat, little (laughs) bastards? Hey, do they um, do they put the answers on the screen for the for the viewers at home?
3: Yeah. Oh, that sucks. No, they do it at the very end, though. You get it's about when about when when the kid starts to spell it, they throw it up. Oh, well, that's perfect timing. That's the way I would do it. I would do it like uh,
2: like uh, Wheel of Fortune, where I'd have uh, Vanna White revealing each letter, like some hot chick. We would produce that would be good too. I mean, come on! I I mean, mean,
3: but it's a little slicker than it used to be because since ESPN obviously has some input, right? And uh, but I, you know, can you imagine that pitch meeting? Hi, we're
2: uh, Adam and John. I've got we're from a great idea for a show. <laughs> we're from Crime the National. time. We're from the National Spelling Bee Association, and uh, we really think this will be do great on your network. Um, and <laughs> and uh, we're also the uh, hosts, and um, uh, you know we do the um, the voiceovers. Mm. I love it. What time is so that you- on? Is that, uh, is
3: that on? Uh, does that have a regular slot? No, it's over now. They just did the one, one that was a special. Or does that preempt Sumo? <laughs> I wish they put Sumo back on. Sumo's actually quite entertaining. That's so, good. Uh, Next time, will you please call me when that's on? Because I want to watch
2: in real time. Sumo? That's cool.
3: No, oh, no, yeah. not well, Sumo. Yeah, the man, Spelling Bee. On no, I
2: don't want to watch Sumo. The Spelling Bee. I like it. Thank you.
3: Oh, I, I, I should have texted you. Yeah. Um, so did you see the, the, the thing I thought it was the big news that has been completely suppressed... We did have a bunch of somebody blogged it. It's on my blog, and it's is the, is the UN and the international report on on the, on the drug industry and how drugs should be legalized. By marijuana, in particular, should be legalized, and all the rest of them should be decriminalized because this entire thing has been a farce. Yes, and the, this is signed yeah. off by the biggest names in the business.
2: <laughs> yeah, and actually, all of the old world, old Europe leaders are all kind of on board with this. They they all think that this is the way to go. It's very interesting. Which, is this the EU clip? Which, which clip is this? Or do you no, know I have don't a, have you know a
3: clip Oh, okay. I never, couldn't find a clip because I have the article, but I couldn't find any clips because it's been suppressed. Nobody wants to talk about it, especially in the U.S. of A. I mean, because let's face it, we have a drug industry that's making people money. You know, it's ruining people's lives and screwing up the, uh, the society, but it's beside the point. It's, you know, somebody's making a dime here. Yeah, there was something
2: else that I was seeing um uh it's gotten so bad that and this was from Gitmo Nation East I believe. Let me see if I can find it. Uh apparently uh people are so strung out on oxycodone or oxy oh, yeah. as we call it that OxyContin, they are, yeah. Is it OxyContin or Oxycodone? What is I it? I think
3: OxyContin is the is the brand name which I think is still uh patented. Yeah. And uh, Oxycodone I think maybe the with the drug is, the is. I'm not drug? sure uh, yeah. off the top of my head. So, I'll look it up.
2: Yeah, so people are going and robbing pharmacies. At gunpoint. Yeah. At gunpoint. It's like, give me all your oxy, bitch. I'm going sh- to start shooting in five minutes. If you don't start, give me the oxy. I mean, this is crazy. We have people hooked on the wrong drugs. I mean, people are going to get
3: hooked anyway. Yeah, it, oxycodone, is used to, which is oxycontin, is used to relieve moderate severity. It's a class of medications called opiate analgesics. Mm. Works oh. by changing the way the brain... Yeah, this stuff's terrible. You looked it up in the big book? Actually, I'm looking up at nationalNIH.gov. That's where yeah. it showed up.: yeah. It was developed here's the big book, The Book of Knowledge it mentions it was developed in 1916: Really?: uh, Yeah. It, it was, in other words, it's one of the ones they said, "Oh my God, let's just use opium. It is opium, so they, right, Isn't it, it, sheld- it's it's it?? No, it's, it's like a special. It's like, yeah, let's <clears throat> read it." So we all know. Yeah. Synth- it's synthesized from opium-derived thebane. It was developed in 1916 in Germany. Wait a minute, stop right, there, stop
2: right there, Synthesized from opium-derived, so that means it's a derivative of an opium. It's a derivative of a derivative.
3: So, but it means we need opium to make it. Yeah, okay, that's what it looks you. like. Right, thank you. One of several new semi-synthetic, semi-synthetic, in other words, you don't need as much opium, I guess. Uh, semi-synthetic opiod, opioids in an attempt to improve the existing opioids, morphine... Uh, heroin and codeine, all the good oxycodone. stuff. Oxycodone. Uh, I mean, why, opium is, itself is what should be used for most of this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, why not just take all, some opium? You know, it's because it's. Who knows? I mean, it, the health is it, uh, nothing could be as bad as this stuff as this oxycodone. But I, I, I mean, people. I mean, br- Rush Limbaugh was strung <laughs> out on it, taking you know dozens of pills at that a day. pop. Yeah. And he was like a, a major anti-drug guy, but I, but yeah, right.
2: That, that, that's, that should give you pause right there. But I guess you can function okay if you're on the um, if you're on the oxy. Oh yeah, well you can with all these these things. So you're you're crazy strung out, but you can still function. You can still do a show. Hey.
3: We could still do a show so it makes me want you know you think of you know right. going back to afghan I do have a clip from Afghanistan about Afghanistan which makes me it's and you listen to this clip, it sounds as though uh Karzai is probably strung out well, his brother is the biggest dealer in Afghanistan, so
2: uh, it makes sense. so we just have a, a couple minutes left. Um, what happened with karzai
14: um, <laughs> crazy town
3: no, ah! Wait a minute! Who's saying that? She mumbles this in the background. As soon as she's asked the question, this is a woman who just wrote a book called "The Taliban Shuffle," and our book club should take note and put this book on the uh, on the list. Her name's Kim Barker. She's an ex Chicago Tribune reporter that went rogue and decided to write books and quit the business. And she and she's kind of a clownish character. She's she said, funny. "She said Crazy Town." Yeah, he's asked the question. She mumbles before she gives her answer. She goes Crazy Town. By the way, this is, this is the guy, lest
2: you forget, that wears the Batman cape and has the hat made out of sheep
3: fetus. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to read no book to know this guy is 100% crazy town, okay? She says that she's one of the last people that got to interview him, and he won't take interviews with any male reporters. The female reporters apparently in <laughs> uh-huh. Afghanistan have an edge over that's, the men. That's what I'd do if I was king. <laughs> and, uh, I feel
2: like, and and she
3: uh, she anyway you can hear this whole thing and it's quite funny. One important question: Is she hot? She's she's uh, she's uh, not unattractive.
5: So we just have a, a couple minutes left. Um, what happened with Karzai? Um, crazy town.
0: <laughs> um,
14: <laughs> Karzai. There's a couple different things that I think has happened with Karzai. First of all, we set him up pretty much to fail. We love a leader who speaks English and dresses well. We do. Um, we especially love a leader
2: who. Now, how can she say dress as well when he's wearing a fetus, a sheep's fetus hat?
14: Can control their country. We like dealing with one stop shopping, which is why we kind of like having Musharraf um, in Pakistan. We kind of liked having all those uh, horrible dictators in the Middle East. I, I mean, I think our foreign policy does. We we preach a lot about democracy, but we like having a strong man to deal with. And so I think that in the very beginning, the sense was, okay, here's our guy. And also, the Bush administration, we loved having our guys in places. Uh, and so Karzai was our guy there. I mean, can you remember when um, when uh, the Iraq War happened and everybody was saying, God, if only only there was a Hamid Karzai in Iraq you know God, um, think about that for a minute. So, and I think that over the years, Karzai is paranoid. He's known to be paranoid. Um, He has become increasingly isolated. He's, you know, he's basically in this palace by himself. If you haven't read the story by Elizabeth Rubin about him, um, it's it's a great story in the New York Times Magazine. And it it pretty much describes how he's got to this point. And I think that he's caught between this whole idea that he really believes inside he is the person who's going to save his country. He really believes, I believe, that the West is against him and that America is trying to kill him and America is killing people there. I think all these crazy press conferences he gives, he actually believes that. And that's a problem. When your partner has turned into the person who publicly, like, and he's always doing a wag the dog thing, you know, Wow. allegations of corruption in Kabul Bank. Look at this Florida preacher who <laughs> set a Quran on fire. And then, you know, you get riots where Afghans end up getting killed and U.N. people get killed. And
5: yeah, yeah, there's this great observation in the book about uh, the, everything will be going to hell and Karzai will come in at the, when, when everything's kind of over and, and, and appeal for calm. That's his way <laughs> yeah. of doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so last thing, uh, you mentioned Charlie Wilson's War, which is a terrific book. It turned is. into a terrific movie. Well, I think that this is a terrific book, and this could be a terrific movie. And I've
2: Oh, John, what a shill. This woman is a complete shill. Karzai was CIA from day one. He worked for UNESCO. He's an oil cabal shill. He's completely educated in America. His brother owns a chain of restaurants, and she's acting like this guy just popped up out of nowhere, and her book's going
3: to be a movie? Please. She never said that he wasn't a shill. She just says he's nuts. Oh, yeah. But she's this book and the subsequent movie is all
2: meant to discredit this guy for when whatever we need to do, we need to paint it on the donkey. Well, and
3: she could be a CIA shill, too.
2: That's what I'm saying. She is, oh, yeah. she's on the inside. It's time for him to get out and maybe, uh, you know, we do this. Every, I learned a couple things from this clip. One, if you want to be a dictator, get some good looking threads. That's clear. You know, so now, so every dictator who has like some hot outfit, some cool uniform, he works for us. So there's Gaddafi for you. Yeah, that's a meme. I like it. Yeah, I mean, she just said that. You know, we, we want one stop shopping, we want a guy that looks the part.
3: Well, and speaks a little English. It speaks to me. Well, because I speak fluent English. So fluent. English speaking, uh, sharp dresser. Sharp dressed man. And uh, stooge. Yeah. And let's face it, the cape was yeah, a nice touch. Right.
2: Pro- we probably are trying to kill him. Because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the cape was nice, wasn't it? The cape and the like, hat. <laughs> like the hat. <laughs> wow. You know, I should go on trips more often. You know, normally I'm listening to old uh, reruns of soap operas. You did some
3: work. <laughs> this is Cheers. nice. I like it. <laughs> well, if you want to hear the best clip, before we go to any... Yeah, you know, no, uh, I'll, I'll hear the best clip. I sure. think the most interesting clip, unfortunately, this guy can't speak. He's a writer. Uh, let me see if I can find his name here. Uh, yeah, and, and I had to cut out the beginning. I actually may take the beginning of this clip, which I cut out, and put it as a separate clip where he goes, uh, 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 uh <laughs> for about five minutes. Uh-huh. The guy's name is Thanassis Kembanis. And his book, for the book club uh, people out there, is "Privilege to Die. And he d- deconstructs the uh, mechanism used by uh, Hezbollah and Hamas to create a culture of of uh, suicide bombers. Really? And, and it's actually, when you hear this little clip, this one clip where he actually describes the entire mechanism as a cultural mechanism that actually works to... And you hear what what the, the mechanism is? The mechanism is based on mechanisms based on the fact that women in this particular culture, in the Palestinian culture, are very important, but they're still forced to marry these douchebags. And if they can get the douchebag <laughs> <laughs> to kill himself, yeah, they get they get knocked up on the they get pushed not not knocked up as in pregnant, made pregnant, but they get oh you pushed get all, up, all they, the goodies you get you pushed they up get the ladder the goodies and they get pushed up the social ladder.
2: Let me let me understand so. You want to marry some douchebag who then gets killed. Well, you killed. have to marry
3: a douchebag. They, they, they By choose definition. the douchebag for you. Right. right. You're the
2: not going to like
15: the guy. All right. Let me listen to this guy. The the social network that Hezbollah has, has built up around this idea. So when, when, uh, when a young fighter, let's say, uh, dies... Uh, and becomes a martyr uh, uh, the party sends psychologists and social workers around to the, to the family uh, to work with them make sure that they deal with their depression uh, make sure the kids are doing okay and, and, and adjusting and succeeding at school uh, and this is for two reasons right one is because they care about their members and they want them to be okay second reason is because they want people in the society of Islamic resistance to see that the families of the martyrs are the ones who thrive the most uh so uh if you have a martyr in your family the martyr's foundation is going to make sure surviving kids go to the best schools they're going to encourage the widow to remarry uh and and usually to someone of of high status within the party uh often another fighter uh and and the the result is that they 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 build an elite uh at the core of this elite is are are the mothers and and the widows uh of these martyrs uh who uh, sort of exemplify the most successful manifestation of Islamic resistance society? And people say, ha, ha this is the way to climb to the to the pinnacle of my society is by by being willing to give my life this way. And, and, and if I am chosen uh, to die, then my family will be will be even more blessed. Uh, and it's a, it's a incredibly effective. Awesome. Well, time to
2: move."
3: <laughs> What's funny about it? He, he does point out the fact that it's the women who, who make out on the deal. That's unbelievable. Wow! Yeah, it's so, apparently so a whole system.
2: Yeah, let's not hear you complain about women's rights anymore. Sounds like the you know it may suck a little bit, but uh, once your guy uh, pulls the pin. Then uh, it's a gravy You're train. On Easy Street. Yeah, it's a gravy train. Everybody, I love it.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people
10: who
3: could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. We don't like people blowing themselves up. We like them uh, when they help us do this show, and we've got a few this week, including a uh, new uh, donor, Dave Retterer out of Evergreen, Colorado, although that name rings a bell. Here's 165.33 double nickels on the dime. I'll take three birthday call-outs, one for myself, whose birthday is today. I'd also like a birthday call for my lovely wife, Claire, whose birthday is tomorrow, and one for her sister, Mary McFarland, whose birthday is also tomorrow. There's eight years between them. I tried getting... I tried getting on the No Agenda Nation website to figure out uh, where I am as far as my knighthood goes, but to no avail. Can I get a counting of my donations? So apparently, I've heard of him before, but he shows up as a new donor, so yeah, something's we've had
2: uh, I think uh, Eric had a few problems on the, on the system where something had been double counted or whatever. Anyway, he's, he's working it out. I mean, it's uh, a beta, ladies and gentlemen. It's not, <laughs> it's in what,
3: other words, it doesn't work. It's like Google. It's,
2: it's a like, beta no, it's worse it doesn't work <laughs> it's like google only it doesn't work that's not fair
3: listen i don't want to get the uh, say something nice nice all right yeah, at least he's trying to get it to work but yeah. i mean it's you know it's, 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 it's ambitious you know there's a lot i don't know and then, he, and then there's a the, it'll you know, it'll okay, it'll, it'll Co- get fixed Coilin. it'll get fixed mark who's soon to be sir mark coi Co- 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 Colon, colon in Venhuizen, no, Feinhausen. Venhausen, Fainhausen, Fainhausen. Yes, how's that? Fainhausen. Yeah. yeah, very good. Okay, sehr <laughs> no. Hey there, John and Adam. I <laughs> love Hail, the it- Hail the foot. Hail the foot. Yeah, exactly. Hail the foot, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hail the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. I, uh, you know what's going to happen? dot com. Hail count. the foot. Hail the foot. It makes sense. We talk about those feet washing up on shore. Hail the foot. Hail the foot. Love the show. It's keeping me sane. You guys make me laugh, yeah. and at the same time, you're making me a very smart and wise man. It's a bargain, speaking in <laughs> valuable value terms. Already being a proud founding producer of the No Agenda stream, I can now finally <laughs> say I'm a knight of the No Agenda. Please right uh, send me my hookers and cucumbers in the No Agenda <laughs> Night Ring size 12. Who needs a cucumber when you got a size 12? You know, yeah, I'd say. Uh-huh. I know John loves the stickers, but, but there are no toll booths to stick them on below sea level. We, however, have... A, uh, is that right? Is no, toll- no toll booths. No, and, uh, no, everything
2: is all paid for. You have no money, but there's no toll booths.
3: Huh however we have lots of trash just stick them on your neighbor at the car next to you during these traffic jams and get more lowlands therefore i'm preaching the no agenda gospel via my car with a nice big in the morning no agenda sh- com on the back greetings from osterleek or east lake city uh mark Krulin. now uh there o- oster- is a- oster lake oster lake very good hail the uh, foot hail the foot so uh it, it in these situations uh, where you have no place to stay, and I don't, I don't see a lot. I, there are still these little kiosks, these things where they stick up, you know, sign, posters and signs for rock concerts and stuff. I think those need to be targeted. We're not, we're not doing enough of that. Okay. Uh, anyway, one fifty nine forty six, Edward Sheets in Brewerton, New York. One hundred one, two, three, four, five. David Yegley in Pleasanton, California, just around the corner. Call out name is Dave Yegley. Uh, last name pronounced Yegley. Hi John and Adam I did my age birthday calculation and we forgot about plugging this idea by the way and we still yeah we still have have six months to go it was stupid turns out to be 111 coincidence I think not I'm donating in the hopes that you it? guys will stop I bickering amongst each other like a couple like an old married couple well it's inevitable all right you know we have we're a... like an old married couple yeah, we and are. besides that people there's a whole group of people that listen just for that which I think is sick personally yes I do it's abhorrent. Uh, can you explain what this 111 thing is, how it works? Yeah, so this happens once every,
2: what was it, 831 years, I think? So uh, it may not happen again in your lifetime, I don't know. Um, what you do is you take the age, the year that you were born in, the last two digits, and the age you will become this year or have become this year, and uh, if that equals 111, and it probably should then you should uh, consider either signing up for $11.11 11 a month or going straight for the, for the gambit like uh, David Yeagley there with
3: uh, $111.11, and we highly appreciate it. Jared Forrester, Re- Re- Regina, Regina, sorry, rhymes with uh, Saskatchewan, Canada. I love the show. But you guys don't fight anymore. This is what the Illuminati wants you to do. What are you talking. Oh, they're, they're talking about the time. Oh, you're bitching and moaning about something. Yeah. No, what? Well, Sixty
2: nine dollars. Well, let me tell you what it was. This was about the college thing, and I got a lot oh, of yeah, emails. Yeah,
3: you said that college was a piece of shit. And no, no I did
2: not. I did not. And in Here fact, we go again. Let me just say one thing. I got a lot of emails about this. It's uh, in the show notes at three one zero na show I'll give you two things that people said that I thought were interesting. Basically, what what I said was, you went to Berkeley, and I went uh, to Salem College for three months and dropped out, and I just said, well, here we are, you with your college education and your degree and me without one, and we're both doing the same same way, we both have the same way of making our living. That's all I said. I didn't say it was bad.
3: Well, here's the thing that you have to really appreciate. I did go to Berkeley, and I'm not a hummer. No, we wouldn't be doing the show if you were a Hummer. However,
2: uh, two notes came in. One, if you replay that clip, which I don't have on hand, um, it was filled, you guys missed, it was filled with memes, uh, and the whole. This, I think it was the, we were, t- we were talking about Peter Thiel. Uh, according to this producer who sent this note in, the whole thing about this, you know, uh, the meme of college is too expensive, the education bubble, is all about joining the army. Because when you, <laughs> j- when you join the yeah. Army, you get your education for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you think, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, by the way, forget the limbs that get blown off. And then yeah. Skyler, he says, uh, As a truck driver, I would like John to know he would be in the company of thousands of Berkeley history majors. My second favorite is seeing Stanford English majors. And I've even met one former JPL engineer who lost his job during cutbacks. Truck drivers rule.
3: Yeah. Well, I apologize to all the truck drivers because I didn't mean to demean any of them. Now you, and I'm sure there's a bunch of history majors that are driving trucks and probably doing very well for themselves. Uh, Melissa DeLeon in Duncanville, Texas, 6509 is a smart, small start toward my husband's knighthood. It's pretty generous. That's very nice. Yeah, that's Today is our love. second anniversary. So ha- happy anniversary, John Anthony. I love you. And thank you for getting getting me hooked on the no agenda show during a nasty snowstorm you guys john and adam are the best and we have been listening way too long not to have donated by now but i'm putting my husband through his phd program and it ain't cheap Aww. as we just discussed. So, so
2: here's how it works is a blizzard outside honey i know what we can do <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh yeah i'm getting my hexafoot already <laughs> <laughs> hexafoos my hexafoos my hexafoos is all I'm all buttered up with my hexafoos and he cracks out the no agenda show
3: nah, that's very sweet that's very sweet <laughs> well it's been two years you know these things happen <laughs> two years oh my god takes about two years and next thing you know instead of you know uh, I, can uh, Mickey, I can just see Mickey I can just see Mickey it's like honey
2: honey you know it's it's raining and uh, we're in the RV I've got an idea why don't we listen to this week in tech
3: <laughs> just see it uh, gaston gonzalez bonar uh bonari bono oh man bono that's got to be it bonar bonarino that's what it is yeah bonarino. gaston gonzalez bonar bonarino <laughs> excuse in me sunny isles beach florida 59.95 uh here's an interesting one from Mumbai Mumbai uh Abhilash Kumar, and by the way, you have to try to pronounce his whole
2: name. Yeah, can I just uh, interrupt you for one second, John? I wouldn't mind you calling me back, because you went to, like, uh, the lowest possible codec that Skype has. Oh, okay. Uh, Why uh, don't you
3: call me and see what the what the routing is? Okay. And the good thing
2: about this setup, I believe, and by the way, you can hear the wind picking up here as I have the windows open uh, in the mobile Hot Pockets mobile. Oops. Oh, boy. Something went wrong. This is not good. How's this?
3: Hold on a second. Ah, there we go. I'm back. Say something. Testing, one, two, three. You sound like crap, but how do I sound? No, you sound great.
2: Okay. All
3: right. All right, let's go on. Uh, I'm getting an echo now.
2: Really? Let me try this. Let me try something. Okay, try again.
3: Testing? Better? No, I still get an echo, and it comes in a... I, I can live with it. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. Hmm. Okay, well, let me just go on. All right. Um, okay, we've got Abilash Kumar, and he wants us to try to pronounce his full name once. Do you see it in the in the note? Can you yeah, do that? Yeah, I see it in the note.
2: Um, <clears throat> here we go. Uh, it's down here. Okay, his full name is Diwan Badur Roshan Lai Abhilash Kumar Singh Kulashreshta.
3: Right. Pretty good. So he says he's uh, Abhilash Kumar from Mumbai. And he's been listening to the show for a few months now and has repeatedly heard us talk about the fact that people from India are very tight-fisted and don't like donating ever. (laughs) Yeah, I think we've mentioned that, that Indians are cheap. Yes, (laughs) yes, we mention it all the time. And here's what he says. Well, you are Right. (laughs) We don't, and when we do, we like to get our money's worth. So it, it would be nice if you could give me a double shot of de-douching and karma. All right, here we go.
13: You've been
4: de-douched. You've got karma.
3: You still getting that echo? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what to do. I can't help it. Okay. Uh, he needs it for him and his wife and a, a new human resource. Ah. He's expecting in a few months. He actually says we should use our accents during. We didn't do our accents. He's got a oh, new. Re- no, I'm not going to do the. <laughs> he has a new human resource coming.
2: I'm an idiot when I do, do you it. Want
3: Badur Roshan
2: Lal Albilash, Kumar Singh Khrush, Resha? Some karma yeah, okay. for you.
3: And by the way, karma is 100% Indian invention. You know the the thing about that accent, people say, "Well, you know, it's racist." I, I, it's not racist. It's not. This is the number one way. If if you take the English language and see the way people pronounce it and use it, this is probably the way the majority of English speakers speak. Yeah, and 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 being from Silicon Valley, million of them. Being from Silicon Valley, we know how Indians talk. Exact. Very very good. You know, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> that will be five million dollars in venture capital. Uh, Daniel Hutner, Murphys, California, double nickels on the dime. John Tucker, Omaha, Nebraska, double nickels on the dime. There's a donation for a mention of the Heartland Liberty Fest taking place in Omaha area on Saturday, August 6th. People can find out more information by going to heartlandlibertyfest.com. I also like to ask for people to go to the noagendatour.com and vote for a stop in Omaha. Hey. We'd like to see Adam and, Adam and Mickey stop by the Heartland Liberty Fest during the No Agenda Hot Pockets Tour.
2: When is the uh, Heartland Liberty Fest? Does it have a date on there anywhere else? August 6th.
3: Date. August. Oh, we might make it. We might. We might not, but we might make it. You could park in there with all the RVs. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. Raleigh Rakama, uh, $55, starting my journey from Helsinki tomorrow and traveling to San Francisco. Please hit me with some karma. Yo.
11: You've got karma.
3: He's going to need it because he's traveling with his girlfriend. He wants to know any good recommendations. I'm I'm going to recommend Fringal. Yes, I just ate there again the other day, and the, the, the new the new cook there is fantastic. What they it's have Fringale there? They have another new chef at Fringal. The this guy I think is when we, we ate there the last time. I think that was the guy. The guy who oh, okay. the stuff is just dynamite. Yeah, it's dynamite. It's good good place to eat and not expensive.
2: I mean, relatively speaking, it's not like an RV park, but it's not expensive for
3: San Francisco. From a guy coming in from Europe, it's cheap. Indeed. Stephen Burrell, Rochester, New York, 5333, first-time donor, long-time boner. Please de-douche, a- de-douche and... And... Car- and, and car- a double. A double shot?
2: You got
4: it.
11: <laughs> You've been deduced. You've got karma.
3: You got it. That was a good one. Double shot. Driving on vacation in time for Sunday morning live show, so please give my girlfriend Nikki some karma, which you just did. Yeah. Uh, he likes the, uh, he also seems to like this. <laughs>
2: By the Jonathan. way, that that is a a symphony of an official symphony slide uh, whistle. It's yeah, not this just is no slouch
3: of a slide whistle. This is the one they would use in the San Francisco Symphony.
2: Yeah. And so you could be that guy who's just waiting there the whole concert <laughs> to right. do that.
3: He usually plays the triangle too. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Can you imagine being that guy and missing your cue? Oh man. they <laughs> just they shoot you. Yeah. Uh and finally Jonathan Dodd out of uh Hemel Hempstead, Hertfordshire, UK. Uh, some monies for your efforts. Really enjoy the shows, John. Uh, $50. bucks. i am sorry, also Matthias Merkert or, uh, and uh, Michelle Moore yeah. in Knightsdale, North Carolina.
2: So a um, couple of... Uh new donors that we want to mention even though they're uh, under the $15 uh, level and of course we really appreciate the lower amounts as well and anyone who's on the $5 a month program the 1111 the 33s all of those under $50 many of them of course want to be kept anonymous purposely so I'm uh, presuming when Buzzkill Jr. and Shill send me is Buzzkill Jr. on the payroll now
3: or is he just I working think he's going to end up getting the, the- yeah, I yeah, think he, he's he's, he's taking over
2: good. the Shills, uh, he's taking position. over the
3: Shills position, right? Because Shill's going to be doing rings and stuff. He's going to be
2: busy. All right. Uh, so the new donor list. Uh, thank you, Kelman Tamegu, of course, one of our uh, associate executive producers, Jamie Stubblefield, Edward Sheets, David Yeagley, Melissa De Leon, Gaston Gonzalez Bonarino, uh, Abilash Kumar, and Stephen Burrell, along with Jonathan Dodd. Doesn't seem like. Uh, Those are under $15, but maybe, I don't know what they are. I'm just just reading whatever they send me. Uh, One other uh, note here from uh, John Little. Hey, man, it's John Little. Change my email if you remember. I'm halfway to knighthood, haven't been able to donate lately. I lost my job a couple of months ago, and me and my family are struggling. If you could send me some karma, I would really appreciate it. As soon as I get a new gig, I'll donate again. Also, if you and Miss Mickey come through Mississippi, I'm close to New Orleans, so that's an option. Would love to meet you all. Love you. Love you, Miss Mickey. Love, John. And yes, sir, indeed.
11: You've got karma. Just
2: because you're on hard times doesn't mean we forget you, my brother. Absolutely. Uh, so are you going to hit New Orleans, you think, with the van? Uh, we'll try New Orleans. I don't know about New Orleans. but uh, <laughs> And by the way, it's not a van. It's a rig. Yeah, the rig. We showed up here yesterday. <laughs> at the uh, at the Borrego Springs RV park, everybody, you can come and stalk me now if you if you can get here through the desert. And uh, hey, well, uh, have, yeah, welcome. It's very. And by the way, people are so friendly. Nothing. I mean, com- I love them. And Mickey's like, oh my god, Americans are so nice. And
3: uh, <laughs> what would they? Dutch? What would they be throwing mud at you? Yeah, <laughs> they- yeah you know what? <laughs> yes. So. uh so we show
2: up at the get front. out get out. <laughs> we don't want you your kind here so we show up and uh like and she's like uh what kind of rig you got I'm like, what <laughs> my, my my and my brains were like scrambled from it rig oh you mean uh my rv yes i'm like we got a rig all right how big is it 30 footer okay you ever stayed here before uh, no, in fact, this is our first RV park ever. You get a twenty dollars discount for your first time stay. I mean, this is lovely. I love it. <laughs> we also um, had a nice chat with Ranger Caleb up in. Uh... That was uh, that was another nice experience. So we have our own little spot there, and uh, the ranger uh, drives by around five in the afternoon, and uh, and I'm burning wood right in one of those bins. Except we did, we for- we neglected to bring firewood. Another thing on the checklist. So we'd found, like, some crate, and I broke it to pieces, and, you know, we're burning it up, and, and the ranger stops. And I'm like, oh, maybe, I, you know, immediately I'm like city guy, like, oh, I did something wrong. I did something wrong. I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> i got and to get arrested. And he, and, he, and he stands in front of our RV, and he says, do I have permission to enter your campsite? I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And he's a guy with, and by the way, rangers, what, what does a typical ranger look like to you in your mind? Like a Smokey the Bear hat, and, Right? Yeah, well, this guy, there this, are a lot of them like that, dude. This guy's got he's got a Smokey the Bear hat, but he's got his Glock. He's got a uh, a taser. He's got a bullet block, <laughs> pro- Yeah, and he's got a bulletproof vest. Yeah, and, you know, and Mickey rough. says,
3: "Mickey says that's why he's asking for permission." <laughs> yeah,
2: no kidding. Mickey says, uh, "Are you wearing a vest?" Or says, you, "You know, you look really buff. I'm sure you." She's like, "All right, this is Mickey." Uh, you look really... I thought you went to the... Well, of course you go to the gym. You look really good. But are you very, Are you wearing a vest, Ossifer? Of course, the guy's a two-tour uh, Iraq veteran. You know, Luckily, he took advantage of the GI Bill and was able to get a job. But he also... He was complaining like they're cutting 20% of the national park budgets. And guess what the budget consists of? People. And people in a yeah, couple trucks. Another
3: screw job. Yeah,
2: total screw... And they've got kind of like... Five guys for 750,000 acres or something like that? I don't know what it. Is. That sounds a little big, actually. How big is Joshua Tree, do you think?
3: I don't know. I have no idea. I only visited it once. Oh, it's so beautiful.
2: Anyway, uh, look at com to see some of her art. You can't call them pictures anymore. They're just art. Um, so um, we want to thank everyone for, uh, for supporting the show, and we're going to need a lot of support. Again, uh, the... Uh, The Class C motorhome does about eight miles to the gallon. There's only a 55-gallon tank on this thing. By the time you get going, it's time to refill. Yeah, it's like a 747. I'm telling you, it's like, ugh... So, we're going to need a lot of help. And, uh, you know, and so we'll, when we're out on the road, uh, mid July, I think you're right. We're bringing a whole bunch of, uh, Lady Gaga cutout CDs and we're going to be selling them just to, to make up for gas money, <laughs> signing them. Hey, have a, have a Justin Bieber CD. Here you go. With <laughs> my signature. Or you can sign Justin Bieber. Who's going to know? <laughs> yeah. No, why don't you, why don't you pre-produce that? You sign Justin Bieber at home and ship them to me and I'll sign Adam and Mickey will sign them and uh, it's going to be great, we're very very excited so thank you all so much, we highly appreciate it uh, as you know we don't take any commercials this is the new model This is, and by the way a model that's being replicated by some of the shrewdest businessmen in the business you can call it stealing, whatever you like but I think imitation is the highest and sincerest form of flattery I'm looking at you Calicanus. and uh, here's how you do it Dvorak.org Slash N-A. And, of course, if that doesn't work for you, if you should be behind the Great Firewall of China uh, uh, or uh, the Great Firewall of India, which is often used as an excuse, you can go to uh, channeldvorak.com slash NA or just go to noagendanation.com and uh, click on the Donate button there. And don't forget, or I should say, remember, we have our uh, new show notes system, uh, nashownotes.com. You can go to any individual episode. I haven't done all the back dates yet of the previous episodes, but we're, uh, we've been rolling for about ten now. So you can go to three one zero dot notes dot And here's our list. We want to uh, congratulate, uh, oops, hold on, wrong one there. I got to get my USB hub. Uh, Dave Redder congratulates his wife Claire with her birthday tomorrow, and his wife's sister Mary McFarland, who also celebrates her birthday tomorrow. I wonder if they're twins. Ah, that guy must be a very lucky guy. Happy birthday, very much also to Craig from Blackpool in Gitmo Nation. Ace from all of your friends here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday,
0: yeah.
2: And then we have uh, wow, we have uh, a nice little list here, uh, John. Of uh, of knights, if you can grab your blade there, thank you. That's there good. You go. uh, wow, this is amazing. We got quite a bunch here. Let's uh, let's call them forward. Soon to be recipients of your official no agenda night of the no agenda roundtable ring. Stefan Springer, Mark Colin, Jared Forrester, and Jason Stevens. We all please step forward and kneel as we. Thank you for your support of the No Agenda show in the amount of $1,000. Your rings are on the way, gentlemen. We hereby pronounce the Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. Sir Stefan, Sir Mark, Sir Jared, Sir Jason, have a seat over here at the roundtable. It barely fits in the RV, but it's ready for you. All Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable, and we could not be more thankful of that. One more time, the place to go to support the show.
0: Dvorak.org. Slash
2: N-A. And a reminder, the show is coming to you this summer. Wherever you are in Gitmo Nation, we're on our way. Wait, we should do a Gitmo Nation Tour 2008 Hot Pockets. Hot Pockets. So, John, um, some very important information reached me. Uh, And this is a throwback to uh, clips we've been playing throughout uh, the past couple weeks. And a question I had, it was an Ask John question... uh, you didn't have an answer for me, but we do have an answer now, and I appreciate the multiple uh, No Agenda producers who uh, went out and did the research, consulted the Book of Knowledge. Uh, so one more time, uh, we will play the clip of Lucifer Hillary Clinton and the, uh, the picture that uh, rocked the world with her hand in front of her mouth in the Situation Room, and the key information in this clip. This, by the way, is the hottie from France uh, who was asking the question one more time.
11: About Osama bin Laden, can I show you this picture? You know it. It's in the Situation Room. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I saw that pic. I didn't know it was being taken at the time, but I saw it
14: later.
2: So you are holding your hand in front of your
14: mouth. Yes. Yes. What yes.
11: did you think at that moment? Were you frightened? What did you see?
2: I, I don't. I don't know
14: how to describe it other than it was a very intense uh, period. Uh, the operation went on for 38 minutes.
2: Okay, that's the key bit there, and of course. Uh, What did I say on this very program on Thursday? I said, one of these days we're going to figure out why this 38 minutes is so important. She says it in every single interview, 38 minutes, 38 minutes. Well, John, I have the answer. Yes, go. According to the Book of Knowledge, Wikipedia, the Stargate will remain open so long... (laughs) <laughs> will remain open so long as matter or energy continues to pass through it to a maximum of 38 minutes beyond this point massive amounts of power are needed to sustain a wormhole which ordinary sources cannot provide where did you get this from the book of knowledge from wikipedia it's look up wikipedia, stargate yes you look sir
3: 38 is yeah. that what you No, at? you look at stargate go look at stargate So, wait a minute, you're implying, hold on a second, hold on a second. I'm not implying the book of knowledge tells all truths. No, no, you're implying that they weren't really even looking at the Bin Laden thing. No, they were, no, they were. They were watching the Stargate open up.
2: (laughs) Yes, or maybe the Stargate was there at Bin Laden, but they were really worried because the Stargate was going to close, and they had to get anything that was going in or out to the wormhole. They had to get it done within those 38 minutes. That's why it was the most intense 38 minutes ever.
3: So you're you're now making the assumption that the movie Stargate is actually a documentary. I'm (laughs) I'm not making no assumption. All I'm doing is consulting the book of knowledge
2: and taking it verbatim for the truth that everyone else takes it for. John, one thing I know.
9: Coincidence? I think not.
2: There are no coincidences like that, my friend. It might have been the Stargate in Libya, it could have been the Stargate in the Gulf of Aden. We're not quite sure. One thing we do know, she was worried that the Stargate was going to close before whatever had to go through it came through it. And that's why it was the most intense 38 minutes of her life.
3: Apparently, uh, Drusilla, the sister of Caligula, uh, only lived to be 38.
2: (laughs) No, I'm not... No, 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 no. No, no. This is not how it works. It's a book of knowledge, my friend. Someone sent me a great headline. Bad bling. You, this is an Ask John segment. Can you guess what the he, guess the story to the headline? Bad bling.
3: Bad bling. Bad bling. Uh, uh, tungsten filled gold uh, amulets. Nope. Lindsay
2: Lohan's electronic monitoring bracelet had to be replaced after it malfunctioned. What did it do? Burner? It didn't. No, it didn't work. No, So they, she had to take it to the shop, and they had to chisel it off and put a new one on. This is her alcohol monitoring bl- bracelet. I wonder how they know it didn't work. Hmm, we're not getting any readings from Lindsay. It must be malfunctioning. But for them to call it bad bling, this is indeed the new bling. If you want to be a rapper... Oh yeah, that's a
3: good one. Outstanding catch. Yeah. If you want to be a hip-hopper, bling, you got to have a bracelet. T- yeah that would be did- cool you could be see you could go to the clubs and you could have this bracelet around your leg and everyone thinks you're cool yeah i to- did we not say exactly this did we not
2: say when this first happened with lindsey lohan we said this is the meme they're setting it up it's going to be
3: cool to have the bracelet and here right, you go And you have to pay for by the way which which takes you out of the prison system so they don't have to pay for you being in there a and b you end up uh, having to you have to pay for the damn bracelet yeah well yeah what's your problem it's great though. I, I want I- we would
2: somebody please make these. We need the No Agenda Gitmo Nation Bling bracelet. It can be just be plastic. I mean, it doesn't have to have any actual components in there. Although that would be even no, better. I think it should be blingy. It should be <laughs> plastic. <laughs> That's right. We should have like the 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 gold plated with the uh, encrusted with diamond eeks.
3: Hey, Maz, my yeah. bracelet. <laughs>
2: Excuse me.
3: so um why we we did have that one indian donor which is extremely rare in fact i think we probably should we have like a three or four indian donors which makes us like very exceptional yeah i I actually because of him i put together a clip oh boy called india is fucked up (laughs) (laughs) huh
2: uh so can i just say from- one thing normally i'm the guy that goes overboard on the language on the show and now you're doing it now it's no longer a family episode we have
3: to no, mark it in itunes as explicit it no i can't bleep it out i wasn't cussing i was just telling you the name of the clip can i play it yeah, this
5: is from Newsnight on the bbc The latest set of economic statistics from India show that in the year to March the economy was growing at eight and a half percent and this was regarded in India as something of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. As an emerging power in the world's largest democracy, India, we're repeatedly told, is a success story but not according to the Booker Prize winning novelist Arundhati Roy. She claims tens of thousands of the country's poorest people have been killed and hundreds of thousands tortured by corrupt governments in the pay of big corporations. My colleague Jeremy Paxman spoke to her. This enormous change, the emergence on the world stage of a power the like of which has never been seen before, a voice that's never been heard before. Aren't you proud of that?
13: It's a false voice. It's a lie. And I'm not proud of it at all because uh, in the 90s, in the early 90s, when the economy began to open and the growth rate began to gallop, since then, if you look at what it has done to the mass of people in India, you have... You, yes, we have. I think the world's largest number of millionaires or billionaires, but we have 800 million people living on less than 20 rupees, which is about 30 cents a day. <laughs> you have millions of displaced people. You have more p- poor people in India than the poorest country.
5: Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Is in
13: Africa. The put claim together. is that
5: poverty has been halved in the last 30 years.
13: It's it's untrue. You know it's untrue, and you go and have a look at what's going on there. There's an insurrection in the country. Why parts it isn't of the country. in well in vast parts of the country, which is out of control of the government now. They are okay, deploying, you, can kill it. you know, paramilitary yeah. forces. So, um, um, Lin-
2: eight hundred million people living on less than thirty rupees a day.
3: Thirty cents. All right. Wow. Wow. Well, this is, you know... They hey, send us, your, send us your rupees. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's just a little side thing. No, it's more than a little side thing. That's pretty bad. Yeah, the whole clip, is, which goes on and on, is uh, depressing. Well, let me uh, depress you
2: even further, then. Yay. This is from uh, CNBC. I believe the UK edition... They have the, uh, the largest a representative from the largest LIBOR dealer uh, from the floor of the exchange. Uh, we want to explain what a LIBOR dealer does, John? I don't know what a LIBOR dealer does. Oh. Well, uh, LIBOR is the London Interchange Bank mm, something rate. Maybe the, the O is just in there, just to make it a word. Um, and what they do is they, uh, they swap money around based upon this, uh, this interest rate. Which, of course, is uh, is pretty messed up. But listen to the language he's using, and uh, you might get more depressed and uh, start uh, thinking about. Uh Saving up some of your own rupees.
12: Just to be clear, what we've got right now is um almost near panic uh, going on with money managers and people who are responsible for money. They cannot find the yield. And you don't want to just be putting your money into commodities or things that are punts that might work out and they might not, depending on what happens with the economy. We need to find real yield and real returns on these assets. So where do you that's go that's to you're you to. you know, you see, bad data, you see the treasury's the rally, you see all bonds and all fixed income rally, and then the people who are betting against U.S. economy, they start throwing money at getting bearish on stocks. It's a huge mistake. Interest rates are amazingly low, and that, thanks to Ben Bernanke, is driving everything. You know, I keep making them point. You know, there's a difference between Ben Bernanke and Harry Houdini. Ben Bernanke's not a magician. We're on the verge of a great, great depression. The Fed knows it. We have many, many homeowners who are totally underwater here and cannot get out from under. The technology frontier is limited right now. We definitely have an innovation slowdown.
2: So there you go. Uh, we have, uh, we're on the wow, brink of a great. The most
12: depressing report I've ever
2: heard. <laughs> the great, great depression. And the only difference between Ben Bernanke and Harry Houdini is Harry Houdini was a musician a magician <laughs> libor uh is uh is not lesbian borgs as uh, someone suggested on the chat room it is the london interbank offered rate uh and libor of course sets uh the of course li- like i know what i'm talking about sets the uh, interest rates and uh, this guy sounded pretty panicked he didn't, <laughs> I, I did. I, I can't believe you got... You Didn't you discuss this with Dvorak on your little show over there? I am Dvorak, believe it or not. You I mean uh, Horowitz? Uh, not this particular thing, no. You, shall I send you that clip? I'd like to, I'd like to yes, get his take do. on it. <laughs> I'd like to get his... It'll. By, by the way, all of the clips you hear on the No Agenda show are also available in the assets section of the show notes, 310.nashownotes.com. And Which I have a, a service. I have a little uh, bone to pick with you. All right, a bone light. So uh, I'm reading my favorite uh, website when it comes to technology: PCMag.com, not Dvorak.org/blog. No, no, no. That's if I. That's where I do show prep. No. Okay. Uh, a little article penned by a certain John C. Dvorak. Sony hacker attack has deeper meaning (laughs) and uh, i i quote from the article i've got nothing if i were to hazard a guess it would be that a hacker is a single young male with good hacking skills a lone wolf with a personal grudge Are you trying to get me locked up, my friend? What are you trying to do here? You, I, can't be- I can't believe you threw in a lone wolf meme on PCMag.com. I'm throwing more memes in as we go. Perfect.
0: The Good lone job. Lone
2: wolf. <laughs> Good job, my <laughs> friend.
3: Good job. Very funny. Very so, funny. Um, yeah, you can find that column and others at PCMag.com. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I've got a couple of interesting uh clips that, so the virginia attorney general who's the guy who took on the obama administration's uh obamacare mm-hmm. by and him and a bunch of other guys are suing left and right by I calling it unconst- by calling it unconstitutional right yeah well it, actually i've got two clips from him where he's blasting the epa but then he, he I, I would like to play both of them but let's start with the the clip i would normally play second but it it's the FCC clip. And, and tell me if you knew about this.
16: You know, you who were here for a reason, we being the state, the Commonwealth of Virginia, and coming to a, an Internet near you this summer, the FCC, this is the most brazen one of all. The FCC is going to roll out again an order to regulate the Internet. Oh. Oh, my God. Why is this the most brazen one of all? For one simple reason. A year ago, in 2010, they had a court ruling telling them they couldn't do this. They thought about it and said, we'll do it anyway. It's just a court ruling. (laughs) Talk about a brazen disregard, disdain for the rule of law. Now, we may not like what courts do all the time, but there's got to be a place where our contests are refereed and fought out. This administration doesn't just disrespect states, doesn't just disrespect federal law, doesn't just disrespect the United States Constitution, but they also have no respect for the courts of this country. It's amazing. It is amazing. And this ruling, this order is what they call it, uh, coming this summer in my view, is the most brazen one of all because of that, Be- because they have crossed one more line so brazenly. So it's, uh, it's I'm glad to tell you there are attorneys general, especially that got elected in 2010, all over the country, who are now stepping up to the plate and playing a role in defending uh, the Constitution, the rule of law, and their states in our federalist system. It's...
2: <coughs> wow. Let me do the trailer. Let me do the trailer. Coming this summer, lock down your modems. It's FCC Regulation 2011.
3: Well, we'll have the licenses. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of it. We have
2: your podcast license. Go to pod li- podcastlicense.com. Actually, John, I need you to put a link up on uh, na.
3: I'll do it. As soon as the show's over, I'll create a link, and I'll send you a copy. You can put it on that site, too. Yes.
2: Because uh, we need uh, we need we need the uh, podcast licenses to propagate. You'll get your podcast license at podcastlicense.com. dot com, and when the uh, when uh, the FCC regulations come down and someone's knocking on your door, so "Hey, excuse me, Ossifer, can I just show you my podcast license signed by the Podfather and John Hancock himself?"
3: Wow! So he, so That's nice. the. the You might want to play. The funny thing is, most of the clips I collected, which I haven't played too many of it yet, are depressing. Involve the government going overboard by doing. Apparently, the Department of Energy, there's a whole bunch of stuff on C-SPAN, hours and hours of material. The Department of Energy decided on its own to shut down Yucca Mountain. What is Yucca Mountain? Yucca Mountains where they're going to put all the spent uranium fuel because it was the, deemed the best place in the whole country where it would be safe, you know, earthquake-proof, and it's not going to leak and all the rest of it. Right. And, and it may or may not be controversial that they were going to do this, but they decided against all the legal precedents and their own commissions and everything else just to do this. And they're starting – they not only shut it down, but they abandoned the site, let a bunch of stuff go. It's like a dis- complete disaster. I have two clips. They kind of relate to this, but play the uh, short clip first, it's, 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 the Energy Department goes rogue. Oh,
2: hold on a second. You, you, uh, you mess me up. I was ready with the Virginia attorney. Okay, got it. Energy Department goes rogue.
8: They're documented in the April report of the GAO, including disbanding of the Office of Civilian Radioactive Waste Management that had managed the program. Like others, we have questioned the legal and administrative authority of the Department of Energy to disband this office. As you know, the Department of Energy requested no appropriations for the waste program for fiscal year 2011 or 2012, except for support for the Blue Ribbon Commission on America's Nuclear Future. Yet when the Nuclear Energy Institute and the National Association of Regulatory Utility Commissioners uh, suggested that the Secretary of Energy suspend fee payments by utilities to the Nuclear Waste Fund in 2009, that was denied with an unconvincing pronouncement that all fees are essential. NARUC and the NEI have appealed that decision to the Federal Court of Appeals, which is pending. We can only speculate how much time and money it will take the U.S. to be ready to accept spent nuclear fuel for disposal if it is other than Yucca Mountain, but it's likely to be decades. It seems essential, then, that we seek out and develop one or more central interim storage facilities to take used fuel from the nine sites where reactors are currently shut down and the property cannot be decommissioned and returned to other productive uses because the waste remains, such as the former Big Rock nuclear power plant in Michigan. Regardless of what storage, transportation, or disposal solutions the Blue Ribbon Commission may recommend, they will need certain and reliable financing support concerning the financial impacts of the term of terminating of yucca mountain a more predictable funding mechanism
3: what was that uh, anyway it just goes on and on now so what's interesting to me about this and, and, and boy this echo is now completely out of control i'm sorry uh, i'm gonna call you right back okay
2: okay and uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, like this is going to be any better Who- Right. Might be. Okay. Uh, do I have to hang up or I'll hang up? Uh, I'm going to hang up. Uh, I, I hung up on you. I don't care about you. I hung up on you already. And now, of course, uh, uh, here we go. Let's see if this works.
3: Is the echo any better? I don't know. Nah, it's no, it's, still, it's, <laughs> it's not worse. any better. It's worse? Where how did it reappear? Okay, here we go. Let's, let me just finish. So, I watched all these hearings. And one of the things that cropped up was the, and by the way, this was both Democrats and Republicans. Both of them reaming the department of energy spokeshole who came they wouldn't bring the, the secretary because he wasn't going to put up with this and here's an example of a democrat giving it to the department of energy for. Sh- by the way this the shutdown of yucca mountains costing the taxpayers 25 billion dollars with no alternative creating a mess in the entire country basically but play the reaming the department of energy this is a democrat who is i mean get his name it's uh... it's insley from uh, a democrat from washington state uh,
9: thank you this is very disturbing uh, on a couple of bases one is in my state of the state of washington we have people very diligently trying to follow their obligations legally and in their profession getting this waste ready to ship to yucca They're going to be ready to to ship 9,700 canisters to Yucca. They're doing their job, but the department's not doing its job. Now, that's on a local concern. But on a national concern, I just think this situation is one of a failed state. You know, they talk about failed states around the world. This, Because of the failure to follow the clear law here, this is the equivalency of a failed state. We've reached a national decision... It is unpopular in one local part and a beautiful part of the country, as it will be in any part of the country that we ever have this decision made, and yet we can't execute a decision. Now, this this sort of flagrant statement that social acceptance is now a legal criteria, I don't understand. I just asked Dr. Lyon, how are we ever to build anything like a nuclear waste a repository. Anywhere okay, you can stop it.
2: This is why I usually interrupt the clips that you play, because they,
3: like, put me to sleep. Well, I know. But at least it's at the end of the show. <laughs> and I interrupted it myself. Yeah. But yeah. the point is, is that this is going on and it's kind of interesting, and it, that's what it swings back and relates to what the Virginia attorney, who's actually kind of entertaining, uh, says about the EPA, which he calls the Employment Prevention Agency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blast them, because what's happening, and I don't want to get into too many details, but we have to start following this, is that the Obama administration apparently is not following either the court that tells it to do something, it's not following the laws, it's not following its own commissions, it's just going rogue on everything. Well, that's a surprise.
16: There's no agency (laughs) in the federal government that so egregiously ignores their own rules and the laws in place to bound their authority, and it is already vast authority. But no, that's not enough. That's not enough. Lisa Jackson, the administrator, which is that title of the head of the EPA, said in December of 2009, I'm out to transform the American economy, and I've got the 15,000 people at the EPA who are ready to help me do it. Period. Full stop. End of statement. No mention of keeping the environment clean in that statement. Transform the American economy. Yay! They know what they're doing and how they're doing it. And again... We are in the last line of defense here. More recently, you may have read about the National Labor Relations Board working with Alan Wilson, Attorney General in South Carolina, to fight the NLRB in their attempt to gut the right to work to keep those 22 states that are free of compelled unionization free of compelled unionization.
2: Yeah, that's lovely.
3: Anyway, I just thought I'd cheer you up there with that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Let me call you back again, and then don't ever call for a reconnect on Skype, because it just went so bad, it's horrible. Well, I'm just going to disconnect.
1: And
2: this is what you get on the road. Get used to it for the next 20 years, everybody. It's what it's going to be. It's what it is. It's what it's at. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah hello. Hello. So I guess you just if to get rid of the echo, you just have to regulate your volume there. Turn down your
3: speakers when you're talking or something. Uh... No, actually, the weird thing about this echo yeah. it is, is that it's, it's louder than you are. Well, that makes no sense. I know. Let me, uh,
2: let me try something here. Hold on. It'll be worth it. Let me just try something. Hold on a second.
3: Uh, one, two,
2: one, two. Okay. Did it
3: change anything? Uh, let's see. Testing one, two, three. Nope. Not a thing. Do you still have an echo? Yeah, and it's, and it's louder than you.
2: Right. So what you need to do is when you talk, turn down your speakers. And then when well, I'm talking... Well, the talk-
3: problem, I know I, I could do that. But the problem is that I'll never hear you if you come in. Well, why don't we say over? <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> over. Hello, John. Over. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to make a call out to uh, the producers right now. Uh, something very important you need to do. Google Video is shutting down. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're taking off everything. They're deleting everything. So there's tons of really important stuff up there. I just found out about this. I don't have the bandwidth to do it. Please right now, somebody or some buddies go to Google video, search for Boys Town Conspiracy of Silence. It's a documentary. It's a documentary that never aired. I believe done by I, either ITV or channel four in Gitmo Nation East. And um, download that and uh, uh, keep it safe, because this is the documentary about elites in Washington and their uh, misuse of their abuse, I should say, of children, and uh, the Boys Town USA Conspiracy of Silence documentary is a must-have uh, for uh, for many generations to come, uh, particularly because it's only been aired on the interwebs at, uh, at Google, so please go and download that. It's incredibly important. Over yeah, that's the only place you've I've ever seen it. Yeah, no, it, it, I don't think it's available anywhere else. And of course, everyone's like,
3: "Yeah, I saw that documentary, man. It's a Google video, but you've got to download it. We've got to keep these things." yeah, somebody, yeah there's ways of doing that too. And so the other thing, the, the Monsanto documentaries on there. Yes, exactly. Monsanto. So that's I, I've never seen that any place else. That nope. has to be downloaded. Another important one. Um, and there's a, here's a little interesting uh, ditty I got from. Uh, one of our
2: producers, Robert, now I've been talking about the solar flares, and of course we're going to see increased solar activity. Uh, it happens every 11 years, and I believe that that is part of the reason we have these power fluxes, although the power companies immediately blame it on the squirrels. Squirrel! And uh, another producer sent us a note and said, yeah, you know, uh, I know a guy who works at the power company, and they always keep a dead squirrel around <laughs> to say, ah, a squirrel did it, so they can't blame the power company. But you know that it was really... And and John, I think you even agree that that's probably possible. They're doing that. They blame it on squirrels. I would. Yeah, exactly. Um, So Adam, I just listened to the latest show and wanted to share some info. Our U.S. cloud is based uh, in uh, Vegas. I won't give the name out to protect the innocent. Uh, It's on a huge power networking hub. These guys are Spook Central, by the way, a crazy Tier 4 facility. They serve places like Area 51. Anyway, they let it slip that Fox Networks are moving all of their distribution for the U.S., transferring them from satellite to IP transit. That means uh, instead of uh, bouncing stuff off of the satellite, they're going to be distributing all of their programming through uh, Internet protocol, through wires, tubes, they explain this because they expect significant solar flare activity in 2012 yeah. and 2013 to the extent that satellite transmissions would be unviewable. So uh, I think that's a pretty, uh, a pretty dire warning there that we're going to have some real outages coming if Fox is doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I appreciate our producer sending us that note.
3: Huh. Yeah. So um, I, that's about it for me. Really? I got uh, a couple more things. Uh, well, I got one thing. I mean, I got a couple of things, too, but I, I, I can hold them. Yeah, please do. Oh, wait, wait. I got, well, let's asleep. do the one ad. Because we <laughs> talked about the education system in this country. Play the trade school clip and tell me what you think. Uh, I should do this, maybe. Oh, sounds like uh,
1: John is looking for a gig. Okay. Hold on a second. Here we go. This guy is Donnie Holdman. He was a staff sergeant to the U.S. Air Force. Christopher Holmes. He used to deliver flowers, if you can believe that. And this is Michael Chacon. He used to work construction. What do these guys have in common? They all ride Harley-Davidson motorcycles. They all used to do something else. And they all followed their dream to Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Today, these guys are all in the Harley-Davidson program offered at MMI. They're training to work on an American legend, Harley-Davidson motorcycle. MMI has the only 24-week training program developed with and approved by Harley-Davidson University. It's designed to set you up for a career working in Harley-Davidson dealerships, and it works. MMI places more Harley-Davidson technicians into jobs than any other school.
9: I'm John Roppe, a Harley-Davidson instructor here at Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. These students will tell you, this is not work. It's a passion. Keep the legend alive.
1: The Harley-Davidson program at MMI. Visit mmitech.edu or call today to receive a digital brochure. <laughs>
3: you i'm in what a you know first of all i would love to go to harley davidson university and get my degree in chemistry <laughs> yeah <laughs> better but living it, through chemistry you know what's, what kind of was fascinating to me about that ad besides the fact that it was a piece of crap Uh huh. is that well, who comes up with the idea of having this deep voiced guy read this kind of copy i was just, just like wow well it's supposed to be manly you know it's like do you want to look at this
2: guy? He's John C. Dvorak. He used to be a podcaster. Now he rides a Harley. Come on, man. It's like it makes my Huxafoos grow. I immediately want
3: to like go out and I want to ride a Harley like John C. Devorak. You could do voiceover. I, I wish
2: I could You know, Mickey did like one voiceover for NCSI. Oh, not ADR additional dialogue recording. And, uh, and she got a residual check for like 900 bucks. For doing a, uh, really? Yeah, for doing. And so she got paid for the session, you know, at scale. So I, I, I can, I can tell you that, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's not bad. It's like 1500 bucks for doing the session. She goes in there and does a couple words, you know, like some Berkeley mumbling. Or I, I don't know. I, th- I, I think we're stupid. We missed the episode. So I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear her voice. And, uh, and then she gets a residual check for the first airing for 900 bucks. This is, I'm like, wow, I'm sitting here doing a podcast in a 90 degree heat in a van. <laughs> I need to do ADR voiceover work. This is no good. You, you too can be a Harley rider. Get on your heart. We Harley. are in the wrong business. We are in the, but we got a license. That's all I know. Yeah. We got a license. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, be very afraid. Stop. Be very afraid. The killer jellyfish are here. Jellyfish
11: are invading the Florida coast. More than 1,600 people stung just in the last week alone by a type of jellyfish that is rarely found in American waters. Mm-hmm. Scientists say changing weather patterns may be to blame. Jan uh-huh. Con- is in Local Cocoa warming. Beach, Florida. Yeah,
2: well, hold on a second. We have a jingle for that. There we go.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yep, changing weather patterns. And, of course, these are the same people who tell you that climate is not weather. Climate's not weather, but changing weather patterns are bringing the jellyfish out to kill ya. 1,600 people stung. That's not good. Yeah, no, jellyfish are nasty. Especially the man-of-war jellyfish. Oh, they'll kill ya. Yeah, exactly. They will kill ya. So um, that's why people should get guns and just shoot them. <laughs> the, the, the video on this thing, which you can find the show notes, 310.nashownotes.com. The video is out. I mean, just they go out in a boat. and It's just like the whole sea is filled with jellyfish. Yeah, I know. You got to shoot them. Shotgun them. <laughs> I'm going to take a dip. Hold on a second. All right. You can get in the water now. No problem. And uh, Condoleezza Rice, uh, who has been out on a promo tour she been. Yeah, I guess uh, now we kind of are starting to understand why she was out. Like, uh, by the way, new meme, new meme alert. Building the brand. This is what everyone's talking about. Sarah Palin. Have you noticed this meme? She's building yeah, her brand. I haven't, I haven't
3: picked up on it as a meme, but you're right. And she's
2: building her brand. And I'm like, what? And by the way, you know, there's something going on with the uh, with the Sarah Palin stuff. Uh, I think that she's, her brand building is so successful, that's why they launched this rumor that uh, Miss Mickey uh, handed this to me yesterday. She's helping out with the show prep. Hey, Sarah Palin's getting a divorce. I'm uh, like, really? Uh, so I think that uh, this is a uh, an attack launched against her because she's getting too much ink. She's getting
3: more ink than Boehner, uh, certainly bigger ink on the same page so i, I noticed i noticed that on one of the uh, right-wing talk shows they were complaining about this because apparently when like uh, romney announces and most of the ink goes to sarah yeah. and now they're getting a little annoyed yeah so they launch a rumor
2: that's exactly what you do and please people believe me this is how it works it's like yeah we got to stop her we got to get we got to turn it around what are we going to do call hill and knowlton uh, don't worry. We'll take care of it. We're gonna launch a rumor that she's getting a divorce. You know, the press loves that. Uh, we had the boner in the boxers, and now we're gonna do the the, the divorce and leaving the first dude is what we'll call it. Yeah, there's your meme, divorcing the first dude. But building the brand is uh, is the new meme, and uh, Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice, has been building her brand. And now we know why, of course. Uh, do you know what her job was uh, before she became uh, Secretary of... Uh, what, I'm sorry, she was... Uh, uh, what was her title? Was she, was she Secretary of... Uh, not Defense. Uh, State. State. Sorry. Do you know what her job was before she became Secretary of State for George W. Bush? Piano tuner. Yes, correct. You are right. A piano tuner at the Chevron Corporation she was on the board of directors at chevron why why would she be on the board of directors well she was uh, going to be a secretary of state you know and being uh listen you know there's so much going on with all this oil stuff which of course is unstoppable and it's not just the stuff you put in your car i mean this whole rv i'm in is made of oil the computer I'm using, everything, oil is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Stop! So they, it's futile. It's the
3: economy. It's the basis for the, our
15: economy.
2: Yeah, it, it's what we roll on. All the plastic, all the paint. everything, all the you know your lotion. Yeah, yeah, everything. And and then we drive through uh, these windmills uh, on the way that we went down to Palm Springs before going to Joshua Tree. Just yeah. t- and I'm like futile. It's futile. It's a scam. Yeah, If you think that, yeah, I seriously, think so yeah, man, each of those things cost $200,000 and it's all subsidized. Hey, great. I got to get in on that. And and the railroad is running right alongside. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> yeah, Mickey took pictures. MickeySees.com. You got to see it. Did you beautiful.
3: stop at the uh, at the outlet mall?
2: <laughs> Darn. That, oh, man. I was looking for the scenic overlook. You're going to miss half the country. Uh, a lot of casinos down that way, by the way. Oh, Yeah. Huh. Anyway, so here's Condoleezza Rice. She's at an event, and guess what kind of event she's at.
11: It was billed as an initiative to promote the leadership of the United States to develop economically communities around the world and featured former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice partnering with Chevron, one of the largest oil companies in the world. We can
14: help countries to begin to build the infrastructure that can attract and properly use private investment and business development, which then produces
11: the jobs for uh, its people. While the launch was short on details, there were many references to the important role the U.S. had to play in improving welfare around the globe. Global welfare may not be something that pops into the minds of citizens around the globe when they hear the name Condoleezza Rice more commonly associated with supporting President George W. Bush's invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq.
14: You don't want another Afghanistan out there. You don't want the northern border of Mexico to look like a failed state. You don't want Yemen to, as it's doing, break into civil war and become the new Somalia or the new Afghanistan. You don't
2: want that, slave. Listen to what we say. You don't want that. You want what we have to offer. So this is how it works. You work at Chevron. You get all set up, all geared up, all liquored up, all lawyered up, all greased up. And then you go and you become Secretary of State and you go in, you invade a couple of countries. And then you go uh, out and then you uh, take over. And now Hillary Clinton, along with the Deputy Secretary of State Tom Nides, same department as uh, Condoleezza Rice, are hosting a group of corporate executives this morning. I'm sorry, uh, this was uh, Friday morning, as part of the Iraq Business Roundtable, where corporate executives from approximately 30 major U.S. companies, including Citigroup, J.P. Morgan's Chase, Goldman Sachs, are joining with U.S. and Iraqi officials to discuss economic opportunities in the new Iraq. Is it? We're total economic hitmen. Total takeover. Where's our news media on this? This is e- e- egregious. <laughs> egregious. It's a good word, right? Put that on the word. So we've got uh, the, here's here's the companies: uh, Bell Helicopter, Cargill, Caterpillar, Chevron, Citigroup, FedEx. Of course, we need to fly stuff in quick. General Electric, Goldman Sachs, Halliburton. J.P. Ch- uh, Morgan Chase, KBR they're already there. Lindsay Corporation, Lockheed Martin, Microsoft, Monsanto, Monsanto. National Association of Home Builders. Hey John, we can probably pick up a nice uh, lot. Occidental Petroleum, Schlumberger, Tupperware. Tupperware. Another well, they oil, gotta go door- to door. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Ahmed, Muhammad here. Would you like to buy some Tupperware? Ventech. It's a, to- it's a party. They're doing their own Tupperware party of Iraq.
7: Hey, want to buy some Iraq?
2: It's disgusting, and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. And that's your uh, Obama administration right
3: there, everybody. Hello, everybody. Buy some Iraq. And then. Uh, well, it's, I think we did a great show today. We, did, we got depressing economic information, corruption. <laughs> yeah you're screwed human
2: resources you're screwed um there's just, no good news uh, well no there is i had i'm i'm not i had more I'm not, i got you know, good I'm news not, i got a good news clip you got a good news clip is it another hexafoos no no the eu is still partying hardy <laughs> okay hold on uh eu parties oh my you know what my hands are so sweaty i can't even operate the uh
5: the the trackpad now these are tough times for all of europe in fact they're so tough that amid all the sounds of belts being tightened the european union is asking member governments to finance an increase in the eu budget it is curious then that it turns out certain parts of the eu gravy train appear to have no shortage of gravy Mm -hmm. david grossman reports (laughs) These
10: are difficult times financially, but let us put your mind at rest on one concern that may be keeping you awake at night. Don't worry, the EU isn't having to cut back on its party. According to a report by the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, in 2009 alone, the Commission spent over €300,000 on cocktail parties, (laughs) including €75,000 on one particularly juicy-sounding bash in Amsterdam, staged by the EU's Research Executive Agency. This event was apparently billed as, quote, a night filled with wonder like no other. State-of-the-art technology, challenging art, combined with trendy cocktails, surprising performances and top DJs. (laughs) We've attempted to recreate just such an event, but shall we say we hit budgetary constraints and we couldn't attract any real Euro-type celebrities. Perhaps because, unlike the European Commission, we haven't got any fabulous gifts to offer. Between 2008 and 2010, the Commission spent over €20,000 showing some special individuals just how much it cares. And it also cares in the air. €7.4 million on private jets for the Commissioners and their advisers between 2006 and 2010. We've got, um... Cheese and (laughs) pineapple. Keyline Bar is one of the team who put together the report.
13: What we did find were large sums of money which were attributed to what the Commission calls natural persons or confidential expenditure. This is when they feel that to publish what the expenditure would be used for is a security problem or may reveal somebody's identity who doesn't want to be known.
10: Is this large sums of
13: money? We're talking millions and hundreds of millions of euro.
10: The Commission has disputed this version of events. In a statement, they say, the European Commission is not prepared to give credibility to the totally misleading claims made by the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. They go on, the BIJ has omitted the countless explanations the Commission has provided to explain the legitimate expenses that it incurs. One thing, though, is definitely true. While EU member states are having to cut back the amount of money they spend, the EU and its institutions are pressing for... More cash to spend. First, the European Commission doesn't have to respond to voters; it's not elected. Um, secondly, um, I think there is a desire in 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 Brussels and in the European institutions to be seen as very important, to be seen as influential, and therefore they have a bit of a of an obsession with gestures, with ceremonies, with with these kind of things that we see them now spend money on uh rather than actually come up with policies and solutions which citizens citizens have asked for
2: i love it europe is i love i love that they interviewed mr oil at the end there of that clip yeah so anyway so there they get the party on yeah there you go that's your elites in brussels everybody Everybody in the United States of Europe, they're spending your money on hookers and blow. And you know who that? You know where they got that from? It got taught to them by our American elites. Yeah, we know how to do it. Yeah, we know how to party. We know how to use jets. Not a problem. Well, I think, uh, despite some echo issues, which we'll figure out and we'll deal with, uh, and a little bit of phasing and fading in and out on the Skype, I think we can probably get through uh, the next twenty years this way, John. As I uh, move my entire life to the rig. I think you should
3: just go for it and sell the... Uh, or not sell, but just abandon... <laughs> abandon the hilltop crackpot crack like did with at the, the mountain. Thingy. Just yeah. abandon the crackpot <laughs> center. Send the keys back to the landlady. And then take off and just go
2: for it. The porn industry will be happy they have their house back. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. So uh, we do need your support. For this program, we don't take any ads. Uh, please do not send us blankets or anything like that. Just send us your cash. Uh, and it's highly appreciated. And uh, all of our uh, producers, executive producers for the program, uh, congratulations to our Knights. Your rings are on the way. Check out uh, 310.nashownotes.com. And of course, you want to go to slash NA to support the show. From uh, somewhere in southern.
3: Parts unknown. (laughs) Very uh, unknown parts. Sweating my balls off. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I wish I had a better connection on this Skype thing to make the show better. But that's the way it goes. I'm John C. Dvorak. And we'll talk to you
2: again on Thursday from another unknown location right here on No Agenda.
9: Dvorak.org slash N-A.